Casey. Why? That one place that wanted to buy Busy Tonight and we had the meeting where you ate the banana in the middle of the meeting and I'll never let Casey <laughs> live it down. I totally blew up her spot because I just was like, I mean, we are in a business meeting and she is fully eating a banana. It was kind of amazing. It's my favorite thing that's, <laughs> that's happened. So funny. Everybody. Hi. 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 This is, is Zoom and voice. What if this was my voice? Yeah, this is it, Meredith. This, this is what is it, it is. Oh, this is the show. Maybe I want people to think I'm British. <laughs> I seem smarter. Oh, no, did you ever see this? Did you ever see a movie, a really like a this indie movie? It was like Noah Baumbach, but a million years ago called Mr. Jealousy. Mm-mm. It was like from the 90s. It's actually like kind of an amazing movie, and Annabella Sciorra is the lead of it with Eric Stoltz. Casey, did you ever see it? No. Oh, my God. You guys, check out Mr. Jealousy. I loved this movie, but the plot of the movie is just that, like, Eric Stoltz is Mr. Jealousy. Like, he can't—he ruins every relationship because he gets so jealous. And so he tries to um, go to therapy to— to rectify the situation, but then he's dating a girl and then finds out that she's in a group therapy situation. And so he convinces his friend, I think, to join the group therapy to try to like get information. And they ask him a question and you don't know what's about to happen. And then he just like starts speaking in a British accent (laughs) in the group therapy. (laughs) And it's like truly one of my favorite bits I don't know. I loved it. I loved it in high school. Have you ever seen that Eric Stoltz footage of him in Back to the Future? Oh, Oh. because didn't he screen test? It was his. It's his screen test. I believe he was cast, and then they. And I could be wrong on the. No, I think you're right. He was cast, and then they they got into filming, and they were like, "This isn't as like bubbly and light. Like this isn't as. It's too dark. It's like it's (laughs) like he's he's like an amazing actor, but it's not. You know, Michael J. Fox is like. Hi. Yeah, it wasn't the vibe. Can um, I tell you guys what I That's always right. think of when I think of Eric Stoltz is that one time my husband was working really hard to paint a room that I asked him to paint in a color that I asked him to paint. And um, then when it was done, he called me in and he was like, okay, it's done. And I came in and I was like, um, and he was like, do you like it? And I was like, um, and he was like, you don't like it. And I was like, it just, it, it's not exactly like the color that I thought it was going to be. And he was like, no, it looks like Eric Stoltz's dick. <laughs> and now for the rest of my life, that's what I think of when uh, anyone. Why would be a diff- like, what, <laughs> what, like, what is color his, was but it? But what color was it? Like peach? Like, if it, is, he, are they, is he equating his hair color? with? His, it was with like, what? you know, like a very pink and also like, you know, how penises are like sometimes purplish. It was like a real accomplishment of color, like like pink and purplish and also like, yeah, like a ruddy. It sounds pretty. Yeah. I mean, it just wasn't, <laughs> Honestly, you know, like beautiful. Back to the Future, it just wasn't right for the part. It was too dramatic. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my was god! Wait, like, yes. I feel like your husband had that locked and loaded, though. Like, he was ready. He must have like been ready for it. <laughs> he had a long time to think about it. 
Yeah, painting the whole room. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, Wait this is fascinating. Now Gloria I'm just Persons now I'm reading the Vulture article about Eric Stoltz being replaced. Um, like they truly like didn't like they Zemeckis, slow Zemeckis, played right? it. Yeah, Zemeckis, but they like didn't tell him and they kept well, like they were having him for do like a while. Yeah, and they kept having him do weird Sucks. stuff like yeah, like like B-roll footage <laughs> while they were figuring well, out who they were going to replace him like, with. Like B-room uh, stuff. Like, like, yeah, just we just need footage of you. Like walking in this mini mall. five hours. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, guys. Thanks. Hi, everybody. Hi, hi. Hi. It's me, Busy Phillips, and this is Busy Phillips is doing her best, the podcast, the musical, the podcast, the TV show. Um, I'm joined today, per huge. By Casey St. Ange. Hello. My friend, my collaborator, my co-conspirator, my fellow witch. <laughs> and tonight is a full moon. Yes. Tonight, guys, this is Monday night. You can feel it. And uh, it, this is the pink moon. Yes. As Nick Drake so famously sang about. And if you don't know that, you're too young. You should probably listen to that song. And if you only know it from the Volkswagen commercial... Shame on you. Well, it's okay. Um, it's fine, I guess. And also joining us today as co-host, Meredith Scardino. Yay! Creator of Biz... Wait, no. Mm. Not... <laughs> you can give me Not credit. Busy Forever. I'll take, an, I'll take more shows. What's Busy Forever? Is I, that... A, just, is it, it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. We're manifesting it. Holy shit. <laughs> of Girls 5 Eva. <laughs> Not Busy Forever. <laughs> Although Busy Forever is like a good name for a show. <laughs> busy Forever is a good name for a show. <laughs> About a girl named Busy. Mm-hmm. Who who's won't always stop. Who won't she can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> Here we are. Meredith Scardino, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. And it's wonderful how you don't have to leave your leave anywhere anymore. You just, no. You don't. Mare, are you getting excited about the launch of Girls 5 Eva? I yes. I'm getting very excited. My one of my, I'm so excited. They're they're apparently gonna, hopefully, this isn't telling tales out of school, but I think they're gonna like wrap like a tour bus. Oh my god! <laughs> New York in New York City, like a double decker kind of. But wait, is it with the press photo? Is it with that photo? Is it the one where I'm holding the microphone that's immediately going to be made into a million dicks? No, it's okay. Because um, I had some issues. Also, it's also it's. Um, <laughs> They they are locking the bus up at night, and also your faces are way off the ground. So. Okay, but I'm, I I want to like run behind that bus like a like a dog. I've <laughs> never had anything so exciting in my life. We had exactly two billboards for busy tonight. Only after we complained, and what was oh, genius? Where were they? There were two. Yes, and they were strategically placed one in between my home and my Lack Fit workout. Oh, so you would see it, yeah. So I would see it, sure. And That's- the other one between my house and Soul Cycle, so I would oh, see it there. Okay. That's the- so funny. I-, I heard about like that happening a million years ago when I was sitting. I was on a um, a plane ride, and I sat next to this guy that worked on that show, Family Jewels, with Gene Simmons. Yeah. And he basically <laughs> said that they would just like place all these billboards on his commute to work. So he, so he would it see it. Advertised everywhere. So listen, my Noah's common practice. But. BFF Emily BB uh, has worked in advertising in some form or research or market research since graduating from Wesleyan. So she 
was the first one that told me that this is like actually a very real strategic move that like television studios make. Um, and also, just and and keep also, people happy. Yes, just to feel people cared. Like, like yes, people cared about you. Yes, it's so well, I see nothing weird. out my window. <laughs> it made it honestly though. Can I just tell you? Because there were only two billboards for Busy Tonight, and it like enraged me that they had put them on my route to my workouts. Like I was like, oh, I'm so fucking predictable. You know how I'm gonna drive. You don't know I'm gonna take Vine. Like every day I took Vine, but um. Yeah. But it is a real thing. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it kind of does make sense, but it's also, I don't know, it's a little when, bit like, like a weird use of money. So many calculations about who they're trying to target. Right. Maybe just, just like, put oh, the- we're just trying to target the, the stars of the show. Like, I guess it's just also yeah. like whenever you see a billboard, you should just turn around and look in the other direction and you'll see the celebrity like, that is the featured on the billboard because that's I mean, who it's like aimed at. It's. That's a great idea. Well, listen, I'm excited about the bus and I look forward to seeing it outside of my house, I guess <laughs> is the point. <laughs> It'll just drive back and yeah. forth outside your apartment. But guys, yeah. can I tell you something? What? So today's Monday, uh, the 26th. The full pink moon is tonight, which is I hope you charged your crystals and uh, did whatever spells, intentions you needed to do. Um, last night was apparently the Academy Awards. Something I didn't know was happening until <laughs> Saturday night. I didn't know it was happening until yesterday. And then I was like, oh, right. And then I watched a little bit. I didn't watch it because I had no plans to watch it. And then I, once I found out about it on Saturday, I was like, well, I'm certainly not going to make plans to watch it now because that feels disingenuous to it the felt, Oscars. Oh, it felt like it was none of my business. It did feel like it was none of my business. <laughs> oh my God, that's exactly right. I was like, this is not for me. It felt intimate. It's not for me. It did feel intimate in a way that I thought was good. Yeah. Um, did you you guys watch? I watched some of it. I had a Hulu live and I was yeah. fast forwarding. And whenever you fast forward, the little um, like keyframe they show you is just uh-huh. the next ad. So you never know where you're going. So I kept just randomly jumping around in the ceremony. I was just confused. Like, like some of it for me was a little bit like, did movies come out? Question mark. <laughs> you weren't well, sure. It was weird, I saw, I only saw one movie this year that was, that was up for anything. Minari. No. What, what was it? Um, Promising Young Woman. I love. I thought it was great. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that. I saw. I I loved Promising Young Woman. I also saw yeah. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I really. I, I want to watch that. that. Yeah, it was great. I, was I didn't surprised see, she didn't win. Yeah, I didn't see a lot of the films. Who, who won? Francis, Francis McDormand. McDormand. Yeah, for she howled, she howled like a wolf. <laughs> she did. <laughs> I well, think she did. She, in the movie. She didn't take her mask off, did she? Somebody. Maybe they all. All had their masks off. Oh, somebody had like an iconic picture of Frances McDormand with her mask on, like glowering in the corner. Oh, really? <laughs> she's famously like anti-award shows. But she's also has such comfort there that you feel like she's in her own living room, which is like feels like she's so embraced by the Hollywood community that you feel like it's so comfortable. I feel but like she she's always wearing very... like Clark's shoes. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> like what she does. She kind of comes in. Well, and you're not sure if she brushed her hair and she yeah. immerses she immerses herself in the environment like in the Nomadland movie. Oh, she I just, didn't see it. I did see part of that movie. 
Yeah, but so, she wore like a little feathers last night, right? She had she yeah, had like a little, a little a little something. feathers. It was like um a little bit festive for her last night. Mm-hmm. The oh. clothes were good. I thought the clothes. I were, saw the. Oh my god, Regina Zen- King's dress. Yeah, I saw Regina, yeah. who I love, and I saw Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, that was incredible. That picture um, of Zendaya with her hair as if it was like she had brought her own fan. It's like so incredible. She's wearing the, the dress and her hair is blowing perfectly. My yes. hair has never blown that perfectly, even when a fan was being aimed strategically. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, she looks gorgeous. Did she you see amazing? Did you see Riz Ahmed fixing his wife's hair? I did not. He no. was like, hold one second, and then he fixed his wife's hair. That's sweet. And Good for um, him. yeah, that was, I mean, everybody pulled everyone's heartstrings. That's nice. Um, yeah, it was, it was, you know. It seemed like it was a party that was for other people and I was happy for all of them. And I heard it ended weirdly and, you know. It did because it was Anthony Hopkins and he wasn't there. Yeah. I thought it would go to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Felt like it was building to that too. Yeah. Um, That was weird. What was your favorite movie of the past year? I mean – I really liked Promising Young Woman because that's the one that I saw because I've been working on the show all year. Yeah. But I, I also saw Soul, which was great. Oh, yeah, Soul. Um, I got to do a little punch-up on it, very little. Oh, nice. But, okay. Which was awesome. Um, but I was happy that John Batiste won. That was yes. Cool. Yeah, that He's was exciting. Lovely. He's so wonderful. How about you, Biz? What was your favorite movie of the last year? I mean, I've seen, I saw Soul. Yeah. And that might be it. That might be the only movie I've seen. I'm not kidding. I just watched a lot of documentaries. Yeah. Well, Started okay. ones. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, obviously Tiger King, right, when the first lockdown mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, I watched this really good one about a magician called The Amazing Jonathan. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was That was really good. Yeah. And then, of course, the Nexium document, documents, <laughs> the Nexium <laughs> document, documentaries. Oh, my God. The Nexium documentaries, both. I watched right. both of them. And then well, what else was there? Tiger Woods. I watched that one. Right. Guys, I guess Which I you go. thought was about the Night Stalker for like a good portion well, of it. To be fair, it was ominous the way that they were talking. Busy thought that the Tiger Woods documentary was the Night Stalker documentary for quite I didn't, some wait, time. What do you mean? Like, because I, for how I came long home, could that be possible? Because it's just going to be like early footage. Of, uh, no, of I came home from ball. shooting and so I was tired. <laughs> And Mark was watching the Tiger, had already started the Tiger Woods documentary. And I walked in and it was like, they were talking about Tiger Woods' dad would apparently like give a lot of ladies golf lessons and then take them into his like RV that he had parked there. And then would they would have drinks and then they would have sex, I guess. And he was like a real ladies man. Um, oh my God. Golf pro in an RV, like on the premises. Doesn't sound like it would work. Well, it did. It did. <laughs> and but in the way that it was being the way that it was being told and the music that they were playing, it was like so ominous and it was like and he would have he would have upwards of 3 5 different ladies a week and we all <laughs> thought, you know, surely this is Something else is happening here, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, God, this is so fucking dark. I don't know if I can watch this. And then it was like, and Tiger was there the whole time. He was just a kid practicing golf. And I was like, 
what does Tiger Woods have to do with the Night Stalker? And Mark's like, what? And I'm like, what? And then he's he's like, this is the Tiger Woods documentary. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes way more sense than what I had thought. That's hilarious. Guys, speaking of me messing things up all the time, I basically can't even talk today. I don't know what's happening. It's the moon. Last week, so you know, I've never been married. I don't know about you. Your kid's little. So you don't even, you haven't even had to really do this. How old is your son? He's going to be four in July. So you don't, and you don't even fucking know because pandemic and lockdown and everything. So you don't know truly like real elementary school mom dynamics and vibes. I don't, but I do drop, I do drop him off at preschool every day and- there's two schools on the street and tell uh-huh. me if this has ever happened to you, but the ones they like everyone like gathers on the sidewalk uh-huh. um, to drop their kid off. But the one school that I passed to get to Oscar's school, they're so they they won't move. Like I always am like pushing him with my stroller. And like, today it was just, like all these people dropping their kids off and just like ran me and Oscar like off the street, basically like wedged our, the stroller between like me and a parked car. And I was like asking the, um, the guy, like, can you please, can you please scoot over a little bit? But I just feel like they take over the whole sidewalk. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't had a lot of like other parents. Well, dynamic, but um, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I it's don't gonna know. It's going to get from, worse, Meredith. Yeah, it does get worse. I So I just, I don't know. And I feel like I've got like, I feel like I like have gotten in trouble from even talking about it on this podcast a little bit. Like it is really tricky to be a, a mom, any mom in any parent. Yeah. And be participatory in their school life. And like, do you make friends with other parents? But then like, you know, there's always like some article that's like X school. The parents had like a secret ecstasy circle and like, you what? know what I mean? Oh my God, Mayor, you're just not there yet. You're like just LA. not. This sounds more LA stuff though. Well, than New York. honey, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Even in the suburbs. See, Casey knows. Casey really? was Casey lived here for all of her children's years, basically, um, until she moved out for busy tonight. But um, yeah, like it's just weird. And so my kids are in this new school. We're gonna we're committed to like at least one more year of school here in New York. And I have made one mom friend um in Cricket's grade. And really we were internet friends before. And then it was just like a lovely coincidence that our kids were in the same grade. And then also she's my backyard neighbor. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. But now they think they might be moving away from New York. You're going to need to make a new friend. So she's like, I'm going to have like some mom mom drinks. People are like getting like fully vaccinated now. You know, people are coming off of their two weeks from the second shot business. She's like, I'm going to have some moms over from our class um, for some drinks. You should come. So I'm like, that is so nice. Yes, I'm in. And one of the moms I had kind of met a little bit before because uh, her daughter came over for a play date with Cricket. And then when she picked her up, she came and hung out for like a half an hour. And I really liked her. And and then she was like, and bring Cricket if you want, like, because um, they'll be there and like, whatever. And I was like, okay, great. So, but then it was like, I, I don't know, it was kind of late and I left Cricket at home. So I went around the block and went in and Lisa's like, oh, you're here early. And I was like, I thought I was at six. And she's like, it's 630. I was like, oh, okay. She's like, do you want a drink? I'm like, you know what? 
I'm actually trying to not drink during the week right now because I have to do all this press coming up and like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make me feel good. So I'm not drinking during the week, but it was 420. <laughs> so I was like, but I am from LA and I do have like my weed pen that I love. So I might just like <laughs> smoke a little weed. And she's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. So um, there's no kids around, by the way. So we're in the backyard and I like get a little high. And so then one of the moms shows up and she's I swear I thought Lisa said, oh, like, oh, she brought whatever, the kid's name. Let's say Eloise. I don't want to use real kids' names because I don't have permission from those. Okay. She's the kid who would come to my house for the play date and the mom that I know. She's like, oh, I swear I thought she said, oh, she brought Eloise. And I looked up and through the glass window of the house, I saw the mom that I knew and a little girl wearing a mask. And I was like, oh, I was like, shoot, I should have brought Cricket. Well, let me call, I'll call Mark. Maybe he wants to like walk her over or whatever. And so I was like on the phone with Mark and I had just met another mom and I swear I, oh God, you guys, I got stoned is the point. Yeah. Is the point. You and I misunderstood well, it, was it not a multiple things. Well, first of all, it it's Lisa's other kid. <laughs> no, it was Lisa's other kid, not. Not the not Eloise. It was like okay. Lisa has a younger daughter, and I just was like, <laughs> "That's her." So then Cricket came over with Mark, and I was like, "Look, Eloise is here." And they all were looking at me like, "What is wrong with you?" Okay. And Cricket had gone to a birthday party a few weeks ago, and they had forgotten to bring the present for the little girl. And I was like, "The mom is here. Bring the present." Not the right mom. Totally different, totally different child. So I just like very confidently gave her the present for (laughs) some other kid. And I was like, so sorry, we didn't bring this to the party. Here's the present. And then I was like talking about crystals and shit. And I left and I left my purse there. Oh, wow. You guys, I was really out of it. You're probably uniting all the other parents. Now, yeah, well, you really, I'm you gave sure. them something I mean, to talk about as the song that's goes. That's great. Yeah. What, Guys, a, what a blessing you gave to all those other moms. I just was like, I texted Lisa. I was like, you can't move. You can't leave me. They all just think that I'm like this dopey LA crystal pot smoking <laughs> bitch. Oh my God. We were I'm not looking in- for, I, I, I am a little bit like allergic to like a mom, like a mom get together. I don't know why. Well, oh we God. all have been but invited to, to any, have- but I'm not, it's like, it's like, I don't like baby showers. I don't like a lot of those kind of things. I have so many stories because I always tried to be like the nice, like America's sweetheart mom, like the peacemaker, you know, because mm-hmm. of my my own childhood. Um, but <laughs> so I always tried to, you know, be the joiner. And oh my gosh, I remember one time this one mom that I was friends with, she was a photographer and this other mom who was kind of like extra asked her to take boudoir photos of her. And she like reluctantly agreed what? to- yeah because she was like okay like again like you get in these weird situations and she was like okay it's not really what I do but I guess like to keep the peace or whatever in the school community and like I think that mom had like gotten (laughs) that mom had gotten new boobs and that's why she wanted the photos so the photographer mom was like okay so she took the photos and then the um the extra mom who wanted the boudoir photos 
got like a little tanked at the school art night and came over while I was talking to the photographer mom and was like, I know you've been showing my boudoir photos around to everyone in town. Give me the negatives. And she was like, they are digital and they've been deleted. And she oh, was like, I want those God. negatives, you bitch. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And I tried so hard to smooth it over. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm I'm in over my head. The only time I ever did tried to. Did you ever to, see the photos? No, I never. Photos? I never did. She really she really never did show those around town. She truly never did show them around town. The only time I ever tried to stand up for myself is um, there was like some type of like potluck like some kind of second grade potluck and this uh, and I'm going to use her real name I'm going to use her real name this mom <laughs> in town Leah who is always Leah-ing it up fuck Leah. yeah fuck Leah she came over and she was like you know she had been living in the town her whole life Leah and uh, she came over and it was like dessert time and she had already served herself dessert and I was getting dessert and she leaned over to me conspiratorially and she was like the brownies are really good but I wouldn't bother with the lemon squares and I was like <laughs> I made the lemon squares Leah <laughs> And that was the only time I ever stuck up for myself in Westport, Connecticut. I mean, it's just like, it's a lot. It's a lot. And here's what I'll say, Mayor, and it might be different if you have boys, but I don't think it is. I do feel like when your kids get older, you want to know the parents because you want to know when when the shit starts to happen and there's drama and whatever you want to either I mean, like puberty or or well the drama stuff. starts way before puberty yeah so just like that's just i'm just telling you that right now <laughs> Okay. Like drama you're, can start anywhere from first to third grade. With kids. You're going to try to make Meredith try to get out of this situation that she can't get <laughs> out of. She it's can't. Too she's, late. she's too late. You made your choice. You made your yeah. bed. Now you have to lie in it. I'm going to tell you the best way. And it's really hard when you're a working parent to be involved, to volunteer for stuff. And there are so many people. I mean, in LA, in one instance, at one place, like I was made to feel really bad. I felt like, I felt as though I was made to feel really bad about the fact that I worked a lot um, when Birdie was little. Now, my therapist would say, that's probably half true. And maybe also I'm putting my own thing on it because I felt bad about how much I was working and not able to be there for Birdie. But, um, you know, it's just good to know the parents because you want to be able to call them yeah. if their kid's being an asshole or if your kid was an asshole to them. So that you can be like, hey, I'm, you know, listen, we've had this conversation. They know it's not acceptable, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, now these parents just think I'm like a weird stoner and it's fine. And I am kind of. <laughs> it's so, not, the only part that's not doesn't sound true is the bitch part you said. Oh, well, yeah. but I say like bitch, like as in like I'm that bitch, you know, <laughs> like I'm the bitch like, that I'm talks a, about crystals and I'm smokes crystal weed bitch. at the mom drinks. Like everyone else is like enjoying their rosé and I'm like, never mind me. I've got my weed pen, you know. <laughs> I think whatever happens, Meredith, I think the any wildness that happens to you parentally, we're just going to get great comedy out of it. Oh, so. that's great. That's a good way to look at it. Meredith did I, write something on Girls 5 Eva, guys. I'm just going to plug it again. That is yes. hands down one of my favorite 
Casey, you're going to love it so intensely. Aww. And I actually don't know. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, we don't, don't want to spoil give it. Give me like speak in code. Are you talking about the thing about the kid? Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, it's like one it. of the best things. I think it's like it's, one of the most original and best things that I've ever oh, thank you. heard or I've seen calling, on any show. You, you have I've to know I think it's great because I have nothing to do with years. it. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're, you don't. You don't. Well, it's not it's, part of the storyline. No, it's but not. Yes, my, it I, is I one of the things I'm most proud of about the show. I mean, very cryptic. But it is like a little ode to my son. Epti- uh, episode three? Is it episode yes. three? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So anyway, so that was my... That was my one story I wanted to tell you about how I did a terrible job at mom drinks, like really, truly terrible job. Mm-hmm. You know what, though? Then, what? Everybody, every mom has like a mom drinks story. I've told you like at the preschool, like when I would hold like a preschool fundraiser, because again, like trying to like be the nice mom and run the preschool. Fun- I can't tell you how many moms I've seen throwing up into tiny toilets <laughs> because they just like, like. Like toilets that don't have any drainage. You know, you know how they have or, like the little preschooler oh, sized toilets. Ones? Yeah, <laughs> just moms. Like one mom disappears. She's been, you know, tying one on at the preschool, right. and then you just see her like all squunched down in That's the bathroom, so throwing up throw. into a tiny toilet. You didn't. You didn't do that, did you? See, you didn't have no. to throw up into a tiny toilet. No, I did forget my purse. Called everyone the wrong name. Well. You mistook high. a child for another child, a child that I know fairly well for another child that I have met several times. <laughs> the, they're not even close to looking alike or being even the same age. And I yeah. just went for it. But it's okay. I'm just, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's really fine, guys. Yeah, I mean, well, did, what did you, did you do your best at anything this week? Me? Yeah. I mean, I, hmm, no. Some of your style for press was pretty, pretty great. Well, I mean, that's I like thought. a, that's a team effort, you know, Mare. Yes. I gotta, I gotta hand it to the glam squad as they call it, mm-hmm. <laughs> go right on into my glam room, a.k.a. the kitchen. Do you know that, like, have you ever seen, like, on the Kardashians or whatever, that, like, famous rich people have, like, these glam rooms yes. that are, like, they essentially have, like, hair yes. makeup rooms, like, built into their homes, that kind of. Sense. It makes yeah. sense. Like a salon. My, mine is my kitchen. And we use the dining room table, and then now we're hanging my press looks in the um, wine Fridge, wine rack fridge. That's <laughs> turned off. It's adorable. Well, it works. Um, I did I did like I we've done some fun press. I'm excited to do the rest of it. And uh and we talked to Sarah Borellis and then I'm trying to schedule and and um Ashley um I was almost just said Ashley Nicole Black, which is not correct. Well, we did talk to her. Yes, but Ashley all, yes. Park, who's on Girls Five Eva. Um but yeah, I'm trying to schedule Paula and Renee, but it everybody's schedules are crazy. Mm-hmm. We'll mm-hmm. figure it out. We'll we will figure, figure it out. out. We'll figure it Tina, out. Tina, Tina, and Jeff are going to do it together, which is cute. They are. That's yeah. That's I think good. it's good. Exciting. I think that's great. This well, podcast, guys, it keeps going because <laughs> well, you know everyone. I guess I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I have to be honest. Like this week, you I should really have one, have one of those moms on. 
Yeah. I could have Lisa on. Lisa would do it. I just feel like, I don't know. I got to be honest, guys, listening to this, sometimes I'm like, is this thing on? <laughs> no, what's <laughs> happening? Like, what is this doing? Is this, what do, what is it? I, Oh, busy. I feel like you're always kind of doing your own podcast generally. It feels like like my whole life. Yeah. Like, like it feels like, you know, you're a talker. You like to explore topics. Feels like a natural, very natural extension to me. See, it's funny because I thought that it was a talk show, but then I guess that wasn't right. Yeah. According to E. So I guess a podcast is like what it's got to gotta be in this moment but I also just feel like it's like aimless a little bit like I could always use direction I can use a producer I guess in my real life is what I'm trying to say because <laughs> <laughs> I need to be produced I need to be more produced I do I do feel like that sometimes with Andrew Carter myself is like I feel like we need an adult in the apartment we don't have one like well, we everyone needs a wife right someone, like like we don't have someone that like like you know estate planning and insurance and, and well, you definitely have to do that. Yeah. You got to yes, do that. But I mean, I'm, it's like, it's every, all of that stuff is very hard for mm-hmm. us and we're both very like sort of laid back and not, it, yeah, we're not like turbo and on top of a lot of things. So I, we often feel like we need an adult and I feel like my son in some ways is taking on that role. That's like, well, like, that makes sense. Yeah. Like a little, he is like a little <laughs> Alex P. Keaton in some ways. Yeah. Like he'll be like, oh like mommy, are you going to wear those shoes on the rug? <laughs> you need it. And, and like his commitment to using a napkin is hilarious. He uses it between each bite. Like he's very fastidious. He's, he's, wow. He feels like a grown up. He does feel like a grown up. I love that, that for, makes, that's great. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I have two children that are constantly covered in like something. <laughs> like they are. I have to tell Oscar to get dirty. Like I have to be like, you can. Oh, you can wow. Really does he like, have like a little bit of OCD, do you think? Um, I don't know. I mean, he's so young. It's, I, I mean, I'm yeah. sure he could. I'm sure he could. That's he right. Does he care about young. his shoes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have OCD? I mean, I'm like, I, I, I think I like think a lot, like compulsively think. Right. Well, there's lots of but different I, ways I, that it yeah, manifests. I, if I have any of them, I think it's more like the one where you just ruminate. Doesn't everyone have that? Some people I feel like are better at shutting their brains off than other people. I think I think that's why I like like um, writing jokes and stuff because you just like solve the problem. You just like yeah. solve joke problems over and over and over again. And yeah. it's really fun. Is that yeah. what you like, look at well. it like? You just look at it like it's a problem to be solved? Joke? I just feel like there's potentially an answer. I mean, I think there's many answers, but I do uh-huh. think like it's really fun. Like my favorite thing is to be in a writer's room and just like writing jokes. It's just the most fun thing for me. Neither one of you have preteen teens anymore. Um, anymore, not yet. Um, have you guys listened to Olivia Rodrigo? To yeah, Driver's a little License? bit. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Did you mm-hmm. did you listen to Deja Vu? No. Okay. Do you know the story, Meredith? Um, I behind do it. I don't know the story, but I know people are obsessed with that song. Right. Driver's License was the first one, and now Deja Vu is the new one. But it's but. She's on High School Musical, the musical, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Right. And with this boy whose name escapes me, but Bertie showed me his answer video to um, 
driver's license. So they were going out and then he, I guess, maybe dumped her to go out with this other Disney actress who's not on High School Musical, the musical, the TV show, which I did think at first when Bertie was telling me. And then I was like, this is very messy. But apparently the girl is just like on some other Disney show or was on a Disney show. So that's what driver's license came out. And it was sort of like a fuck you to the guy and the new girlfriend. Sure. And then he had a response song. And then the new girlfriend had a response song. And now Deja Vu has come out. And I bring this up just because we're not going to play it. We can't afford it. But I bring it up because, honestly, I think the songs are great. But there's a thing in Deja Vu that I feel like the lyric could be beaten. Now, guys, Hollywood break, like, in acting, in acting, in writing, we often would say, can you beat the joke? Like, you'll say, like, wait, can you beat the joke? Like, if the joke is, like, almost there but not quite right, you're like, how do we beat this? Like, we got to... We can better it, basically, as like, what's the better version of this thing, okay? And there's a lyric in Deja Vu that every time, and I've heard this four billion times because it's been on repeat in my house because my kid is obsessed with it, that I'm like, I just feel like we can beat it. Like, I feel (laughs) like it's, I feel like it's almost there. So it's, can I sing it? When do we have to pay for it, it's Casey? Fine. What, okay. Well, so when you gonna just... tell her that we did that till she thinks it's special, but it's all reused. That was that show we talked about. Na 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 na. Okay. It's that everything is all reused. Is the weirdest. Everything is all. Everything is all reused. Why? That's not an expression, is it? No. Do you know what I'm saying? You have to really listen to the song, I guess, a million times as I have to understand why it like it like has wormed into my brain and is scratching it in such a very specific way, which is just like what bothers the, you about I it? I know you get deja vu is like that's like the hook. Like that's great. But the other one she does is yeah, everything is all reused. You have to listen is to it. Is it because you don't, don't like get used rhymes with vu? I just doesn't rhyme really. It just doesn't rhyme right. And it's like also just not the right expression. It has to be like more personal. Not like everything is all reused. It's personal to her. Right. Like you're doing all the same shit. Deja vu makes sense because it's like it's all the same shit you did with me. But everything is all reused makes it seem like there's no original ideas in the world. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. This is, I'm sorry it's taking me so long to get Does here. Does she mean experiences are all reused? Well, she's saying specific to her. Like, he, like, took her for strawberry ice cream in Malibu, and he plays her Billy Joel. And, like, why Billy Joel is getting the shout-out is really quite honestly beyond me. But bless the <laughs> generation that thinks that Uptown Girl is, like— I once heard a quick—I once heard, like, I was looking at an apartment once, and someone was saying that— Billy Joel lived next door and like he would play piano at night and then his neighbors would be like, shut up. No. (laughs) I mean, people have yelled shut up to me. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Let's be real. 
Um, all right. Well, maybe I'm wrong about it's all reused. No, but for some I, reason I feel I, like it I need to hear this song. Okay, Casey's like we can't keep talking about this. this no, is, no, no, no. I sense. get it. When I, I totally get it. And I'm sure you've had this too, Meredith. When you're watching another show, you're like, why did you do that joke? This joke is so much better. That this would have been so much better. Like right now, that um, what's that fucking? <laughs> Seaspiracy, that documentary that's on right now, Seaspiracy. That's a on, bad title. And my husband's like, Conspiracy. See? Yes. It's right there. It's right there. Wait, what's conspiracy? <laughs> what is the, the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life? There's there's a documentary called Seaspiracy. It's almost like they could have named it. Conspiracy. Ocean. Yeah. It's, it's like I mean, that that's, far off too. <laughs> see conspiracy? See spiracy? It's not conspiracy. Yes. That and is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, up on Netflix, so it maddens everyone in the house. But I, it's like, it's like almost like a troll at this point. Like I'm like, they just did this to make everyone upset. But what is it about? I guess is my question. The the sea and a conspiracy having to do with that. I don't know. But what is the conspiracy? We won't, we won't watch it because we're so mad. We don't know. I'm looking it up. We don't know. A bad title. You know what else I think is a bad title? I, but I think it's it's a it's a foreign show that is translated or something. Money heist. <laughs> like it's what not, other kind of heist show? is there? Yeah, like you're right. Money heist. Money heist. I mean, I guess you could technically heist other things, but I feel like it's like you assume it's a money heist unless you specify that it's another type of heist. Yes, exactly. Do you know what I mean? That's the main type of heist. Yeah. It's a money heist. You get more specific. Yes. Unless otherwise stated. Oh, it's about overfishing. Seaspiracy. Okay. Honestly, seaspiracy kind of rolls off the tongue. I'm with... (laughs) I'm teasing. It's a terrible name. <laughs> it's, it's a terrible. really bad name. Seaspiracy. It definitely should not should not be Come on. the name of that show. So annoying. I don't anyway. know. Casey, Meredith. what are you doing your best at? Oh, I was going to ask yeah. Meredith. Well, I'm you, asking you. Oh, okay. I'll tell you what I'm doing my best at. It, actually, <laughs> it's not what I'm doing my best at, but it made me feel my best, which is, and we're going to talk later. Our guest is Casey Rose Wilson is coming uh-huh. on to talk about her new book. And we're going to talk a little bit about it with her because she mentions Louie Anderson in her book. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about um, my renewed love for Louis Anderson. My son and I have been enjoying Louis Anderson in baskets over the pandemic. And um, two friends of mine who are comedians who know Louis Anderson have heard me mention that I love him on the podcast. So uh, one friend, Jason Schomer, who's the sweetest, just put me on an email with Louis Anderson. <gasps> Just being like, hey, Louie, this is my friend Casey. Her, uh, She and her son have been watching Baskets and really enjoying it over the pandemic. And I just wanted to introduce you guys. And um, and so I just wrote an email just saying like, oh, my son and I have just been having like it's been a real special thing for us. Here's what I said. This is so like, uh, it's so corny. But I was saying like we laugh at the same things, but also we both find the same things touching. And I consider that like such a gift because not every mom gets to like sit there and see her 
son be touched by like comedy, like well done comedy. And it's, you know, it's a gift that's, that's well done. And I really appreciate it. So like, that's one little nice thing that came out of this terrible time. And so then Louis Anderson made a adorable video and sent (gasps) it back to me and my son and it was so nice, <laughs> just like a really like such a sweet video. I won't like say everything that was in it because they're just like personal and very, very sweet. And also like it would have cost $199 if I got it on Cameo. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it made me feel very. Is that his, is that his going right? Yeah, that's what it costs on Cameo. And I just. Keep it under 200 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's so nice. I really, really appreciate it. It made me feel really happy. And it ma- it reminded me because sometimes I never want to bother people with like, you know, and uh, we yes. talked to Casey about this too. Like, I don't want to bother people with telling them like, oh my God, I love you so much because it might be a lot. I think it's a lot sometimes. Like I've worked for really famous people and I know that it gets to be a lot, but also sometimes like it's good to tell people how much you appreciate them. And as our friends at Busy Tonight would always say, give them their flowers while they're here, you know? Give them their flowers while they're here. I do think like my mom, my mom always like tells a compliment whenever she's sees you or anything like whatever she's thinking that's positive she'll just tell you I love that so I do I do try to like make sure that I try to do that I try I try to do that I love that um which is yeah I don't always do it I feel like <laughs> I'm not withholding a ton of compliments all the time but I do try, I do try to compliment people because my mom and sister especially are very positive your Aww. your sister is so cute um, yeah, I have, two, I have two sisters. One is, they're both amazing. One is like the most extrovert. Actually, she reminds me in some ways of you, if, like a non-California version of you. You're like, a, you're like a California version of Kim Scardino I, a little bit. I can't do a Philly accent. I was thinking COVID is the most Philly word because it's like COVID. Like it, <laughs> it sounds like a word, something like COVID. Like Did you watch, have you watched... Mayor of East Town yet or East? No, but I did hear that um, Kate Winslet yeah. attempted a Philly accent, and few people do. It's no, I heard it's incredible. I heard it's I heard like it's amazing. Good. That no, that her accent specifically is amazing. I'm I'm oh. excited to listen to it. I think Philly and Baltimore. You know who does the best Philly accent? John hmm. Worcester from Super Chunk. Uh, from Mountain Goats. Is he from both? Both? Yeah, he yeah, he is, is he in hilarious. Mountain, mountain yeah. Goats. Yes. He does he does Philly boy rules. Yeah. He's not <laughs> wait, he's not from Super Chunk. He's from He's from Mountain Goats. Goats. John Worcester. Yeah. yeah. He's like also Bob Mould's drummer. I don't think he was in Super Chunk though. Was he? Guys, we're looking it up. I think some great Philly words to get uh-huh. people like if people want to start a Philly accent. Uh-huh. Yes, um, he's in on one. I Super think, Chunk. He is in Super Chunk. Thanks. I think daughter is a good word. Okay, so like, how do we do like it? Daughter. 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 Water. 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 Right, water. Um, My dad says water. Down the shore. Down the shore. Down the shore. No, it's just so specific. Yeah. Bald, Baltimore. I can't, I can't do Baltimore. Oh, a Baltimore, like a Eastern Shore accent. Is, well, is Baltimore is real specific. Mark's family's from there and they have like just ooze, the ooze. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like you can't, I don't know what it is, man. 
Ugh. I was singing a song in a Philly accent yesterday that I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> I was like, these are all songs ruined by a Philly accent. Is that what you were doing your Philly best accent. at this week? Mayor, what are you doing your uh, best at this week? Oh, I, you know, I think this weekend at least, I feel like I was doing my best at kind of being a tourist in New York. Oh, that's because fun. I feel like I'm coming out of like the show and also like people are coming outside it being spring and I don't know. And like pandem- I'm just getting people are being vaccinated. Here. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and just like kind of coming out of the, the cave and um, like I went to the botanical gardens. Oh, nice. First I called first and I was like, do you allow dogs? And the guy's like, I'm like, I have, I have a dog and she's, she's great. She's on, a, you know, she's on a leash. Is it fine? He's like, yeah, it's fine. Then I get there and they're like, no way. And then I called the guy back and he goes, I go, they said, I can't bring a dog in. And he goes, oh shit. <laughs> That's <laughs> insane. And then, and then I had to walk and look at the botanical gardens from through the fence. This, the guard showed me how to like just look into the gardens without actually going in. Wait, that oh sucks. my god! But it was fine. There were other people. But th- that was one thing I did on Saturday for my friend's birthday. It was all cherry blossoms, and it was beautiful. Oh, and then beautiful. on Sunday, we like we got our COVID vaccines. Woohoo! Um, I'm a little tortoise like today. I'm a little slow today, but um. The, and then we were in Midtown, so we were like, okay, we went to Bryant Park. We did, like, a merry-go-round. My son went on it by himself in a Aww. little mask and, like, was in this sitting on the sleigh part, just spinning, and he was <laughs> waving. It was, it was adorable. And then we went to, uh, like, Grand Central Station and did that little, like, whisper where you whisper in one oh, section yeah. and you hear it in another. And then and, and of all that stuff, we did all this stuff with him, and it was great. And then at the end of the day, because we were in Walgreens for a couple hours getting our vaccines and there was like an insurance snafu, but whatever, took a while to iron out. And after that whole like touristy day with, uh, with my husband and son, we like, <laughs> I was like, what was your favorite part, Oscar? And he's like, Walgreens. I want to <laughs> go back to Walgreens. We need to go there like every day. Oh, he, he loved, he loved Walgreens because he got an El Camino, um, uh, yeah, car. like a matchbox. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was actually it's actually like a little bit bigger. It was like six inches. Oh, nice. Yeah. Of course, no wonder um, he loved it. That is yeah, hilarious. Yeah, my kids love CVS. CVS is like their like favorite place on earth. Yeah. Oh my god. There's candy. There's snacks. <laughs> yeah. No. There's that like everything a child would want at a drugstore. Like that's like it's yeah. it's everything. Oh that's fun. Oh, you know what I did on Saturday? Yeah. We went what? to Staten Island. To the Which park part? there. We oh, went cool. to Snug Harbor. Oh. There's like a bunch of different gardens and parks and stuff because we felt yeah. like we felt like the parks in the city and in Brooklyn were gonna be too crowded. So, <laughs> so we went to Staten Island and then we ordered that really good pizza from Oh yeah. Pat There's also this restaurant I really want to try Staten Island that has um series of grandmas that take turns cooking each night. Oh, wow. Stop it. That's not real. Yeah, that's real. I mean, I think it's hopefully it's still open. I don't know if it's still open, but Wait, it was. And is it like Italian food that they cook you? Um, it depends on the grandma. <laughs> All the grandmas. They can't guarantee an Italian grandma. Can't guarantee an Italian. I mean, I think it, I think it, it started as an Italian restaurant, I believe. Um, Wait, I love that. That sounds amazing. That's Sounds fun. Amazing. I haven't eaten there. I'm just like advertising a restaurant. I've never eaten at, but I want to. I mean, it's that a great, exciting. it's a great hook. I love yeah. the idea of it. I yeah. like it too. 
Enoteca Maria. All right. Enoteca Maria. Yeah. That just reminded I just remembered my dreams. I always I've been having I always have really crazy dreams right before a full moon. Okay. I just remembered my dream last night that I found out from my mom that her father was like still alive. He's not. This is in my dream. Oh no, wait, her grandfather. So like my great Great. Wait, my great-grandfather. I don't know why I'm telling you guys this. Sorry. My brain is not functioning today. Did you get an extra COVID vaccine? I didn't. And I, (laughs) no. And I also did not get high today. But seemingly either thing could be true in this moment. I'm exhausted. You guys must be really tired. You've been working really hard. I did do a photo shoot today. Okay. For what? what? For a top secret project. Okay. Kind of. I'm doing a collaboration with some people for a charity. Okay. And it and I can't like fully reveal the thing. Okay. But that's what it was for. But I'm excited about it because I think it'll be cool and cute. And I'll talk about it when it launches so that people can buy the things and give the, the things money. things that and- then ben- benefit charity. A, a charity. charity. But you a won't specific. tell us who, it, who, is needy, who needs something. Well, to be, <laughs> to be totally honest, no, I'm being cryptic, but I just have to be because that's the way that it goes, I guess. That's the way it goes when you're- Does it feel weird to be like trying to look super hot for a charity photo shoot? No. I always, I always <laughs> want to look super hot. What are you talking about? Sex you out of your mind? <laughs> Mirror, get with it. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it all is like so strange. Like everything that everyone does is strange. Do you know what I mean? Does yes. that make sense? Yeah. Like, so is it any weirder than like dressing up for going to a, like going to like a fundraiser or, you know, I don't know. Like it all seems so antithetical to the point of the mm-hmm. thing in a way, but like you got to keep trying different different true, true. ways of helping out, you know, and there are like so many different directions you can come from. You can donate money, you can donate time, you can like actually get into it and figure out like what changes need to be made on a structural level to help people. I think that that's like for me, I feel like moving forward, I'm more in the the people on the ground doing the work to change it things on a structural level, like, I want to talk to those people and help them in any way. I don't fucking know, dude. I'm just, like, one boring-ass white lady. (laughs) (laughs) Trying my best. Doing some acting jobs when I get them. Oh, I turned in my script for the pilot that I have been working on. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, and I forgot. I haven't even checked my email. I don't know if I heard anything. That's a What's nerve wracking. It's uh, it's, it's from more. a book. It's from a book. It's I got the rights to a book, and the um, and I wrote the pilot with the author of the book. We wrote the pilot together. Are you a big reader? No, not anymore. Because I, I I have a problem reading books. I can't. I just started a book. I asked for like the most page turning book I could find. What was it? That reads. It's called like. Long Bright River. It's in based in Philly. It's murder. Oh, um, okay. But I'm like, I'm like 60 pages in, and I already feel proud. I mean, everyone's attention is just gone to shit over, yes. especially over the pandemic. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think before, 
I had, historically speaking, Mayor, been a huge reader, loved reading, mm. loved consuming all forms of media. And then at a certain point, I do think with kids, it's really hard to read because then you're like, when do I have time? And then at night, you just fall asleep yes. when you try to read. So it's just really difficult. And during the pandemic, I could not focus on anything, which brings us kind of to our guest today. The only books I've really read of late directly tie into whoever is I'm interviewing because I just feel like... But, but honestly, that's great because I feel like that's a good way to have a deadline and incentive to do it because otherwise oh. I feel like I just re- get in a news hole well, and I just read the news, 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 news. A hundred percent. And Casey Wilson is a wonderful friend of mine and has been for many years. And I honestly like had put off reading <laughs> like her book came her book came like on a Monday I think and then we were doing the interview on Thursday is that right case yeah probably Thursday or Friday anyway I got to that Thursday and we've been doing all this other stuff in the press and I've had a lot of other personal shit going on and so I'm just like oh fuck I didn't read this book and I had this moment like I had a moment I was like okay I could like wing it and pretend like I read the book to my friend. Or I could text her right now and be like, hey, is your schedule insane? Can we push it like three hours so they can read your fucking book? Can <laughs> read a book was in like, three hours? That's good. Memoirs are so easily digestible, I feel like. And, and the way that she writes is so friendly and like you're having a conversation with someone. So right. like, I think you could easily read my book in like two hours. I'm not kidding. Even though it's long. Like, I think you could, I think you could read my, I think people read my book really fast because it's just like, it reads really quickly. Um, So, and I was right. Her book read really quickly. In fact, I read some of it in the bath, which she was, that's like the first chapter. She talks about being a bath person and a bed person. A bed and bath person. A bed and bath person. But I loved the book. multiple baths a day? Well, that's the, I mean, that. Oh, the um, actress from Mad Men. She takes like three baths a day, doesn't she? Who? Isn't she January January Jones? Jones? Oh, she does. Or something. Maybe that seems I swear right. I read an article. That seems right. Let's just. Say I'm a it's bath right. person. I love baths. I love bathing. Yes, she bathes a lot. <laughs> nice. I think bathing is lovely. I don't understand when people hate baths. Well, I, like I think really it's easy to hate it. baths in New York City apartments because you usually have kind of a very tiny, little, non-inspiring right. bathtub. No, yeah. no, no. I yeah, yeah. I understand if you don't have the bathtub in which a bath is really nice, but like there are people who emphatically hate baths, and I don't get that. I don't mm. get that either. Doesn't Oprah have a bathtub that's shaped to her body? Stop it. Oh, my God. I swear. Wait, let me look. I feel like I'm just saying things that I'm I'm making them up. What if her body shape changes? I guess she could just get a new one. (laughs) She has like, oh, this is my my bathtub. Like she has different bathtubs. Yeah, just for how it's going at that time. Like how you have different pairs of jeans. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Custom made bathtub carved to her body. That just means like the bottom, like right? Her most prized possession. Well, can oh I get one? God. How do I get one? What is that? Where do I get that? I, I think you need to find a sculptor, a bathtub sculptor. 
What? You need a, a marble man. <laughs> My aunt used, told me that in the 70s, 70s maybe, to get their Levi's to shrink to their bodies so that they were so tight, she would put, you would put them on when you got them new and then sit in a hot bath wearing them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they would shrink to your body. And in fact, one of my earliest memories, this is true, is we were in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, where my aunt lived. And this is my dad's uh, youngest sister. And my dad and my mother, my aunt was lying flat on the bed. And my dad had pliers and my mom was holding the jeans together. And my dad was using the pliers and zipping up to pull the, the jeans. Zip. Yeah. It's the funniest, like, weirdest memory That's as, like, so a three-year-old. When I was in high school, we would just uh, put them put them on wet in the morning. Just like... What? Yeah, just, like, wet them in the under the shower and just put them on wet and let them dry on so they would... Because they're, like, bigger when they're wet and then they dry tighter. Here's the thing. Now what? they have fabric that, like, stretches. Yes. That was that invented when I was in, it like, didn't... the ninth grade. <laughs> it didn't exist. I know, I know a guy who, this isn't a really old story, but he was at a party and he went to the bathroom and he did that thing where you're like washing your hands, but you lean up against the um, yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing and your, and your pants get wet. So it looked like he like peed himself a little bit. <laughs> yes. He like panics at the party and he didn't know what to do. So he just wet his entire jeans. <laughs> <laughs> so they'd all match in color. And then he exited, and so he was in there for a really long time. And then when he exited, he he, he was trying to play it all cool, but he was all sloshy. <laughs> that is so, so something funny. I would do. And I then, feel like, like what was his story? Like I tripped and fell into. I think he didn't tell anyone. He <laughs> <laughs> was just wet all night. Just wet. Just leaving big stains. Then it just him. looked like he he really peed his pants. Like he peed like, his what whole are pants. Even- impressive urination it looked like you peed everyone's pants (laughs) oh my god that makes me so sad like that why is that it's so embarrassing like why is it so he should just be able to come out and be like oh my god you guys i did that thing where you lean against the sink and my pants got wet he didn't know enough people at the party maybe yeah yeah it was a different time people weren't so open about leaning back then. Well, should we listen to this interview with Casey Wilson? I feel like this is a very uneventful podcast and I'm sorry if this is boring and you guys hate me. Wow. That oh, I feel I'm glad like you're reading the room. I feel like you're in a negative place right I now. I am. And you, what is wrong with me? It's a, it's a full moon tonight. I'm obviously, obviously ovulating because yeah. it's a full moon. You know, my so moon is cycle. Is what? that supposed to be bring good energy or bad energy of full moon i thought good it's supposed to be a, it's stuff, supposed to be right? good but this is full moon in scorpio i don't know what the fuck it's doing to me but it's really fucking with me really fucking with me and i've been feeling very down about myself today but not like weirdly haven't gone to the normal place that i go which is the body you know which yeah. so i'm glad for that grateful yeah. for the small gifts that yeah. the moon provides but for whatever reason i'm just feeling like really ugh. About really who you negative. are as a person? Yeah, just like bad about it all. Yeah. What is hmm. that? I don't know. Well, let's listen to this great interview with Casey Wilson. Okay. Um, And then maybe when we come back, you'll be feeling better about yourself. I don't think so, but okay. 
We'll try. Function of beauty, function of beauty. Mango, rose, pear, eucalyptus, what's your favorite? Those are just some of the amazing scents available with Function of Beauty's customized shampoo and conditioner. I actually really do get down with a mango vibe. I love it. That was the one we had last. That was the one I ordered mango. last was the mango flavored. Mango? Yeah. Your perfect hair. Yeah, I went right for a mango, but I want to get pear next. Listen, we know what your perfect hair looks like. How does it smell? Scent is perhaps the mo- body's most underappreciated of the senses. It powers your taste, it creates memories, and yes, it even unleashes desire. It does. Guys, you know we've talked about Function of Beauty before. We love it. It's the leader in fully customized hair care. Uh, They create a unique formula based on a thorough quiz, but it's not too long. Don't worry. It's kind of short. And they give your hair everything it needs to look and feel its best. Every product is sulfate and paraben-free, which is great for my kids because Uh, one of my kids is allergic to sulfates, vegan, cruelty-free. There are over 60,000 real five-star customer reviews. And Function of Beauty fans are absolutely wild about the fragrances. I mean, I love them too. My hair has never smelled so good. So Tropical Mango is my favorite. There's sweet peach, crisp pear, and there's subtler scents like lavender, rose, and eucalyptus. I also do like the lavender. I've gotten that one before a bunch. And I use the lavender on Cricut because we do bath at night, and I want her to wind down a little aroma therapy. And if fragrance is not your thing, that's okay, too. You can get unscented. So... Turn your beauty routine into an aromatherapy session, or in my case, with the mango, a tropical getaway. I love it. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash best and take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. That applies to their, their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. That's functionofbeauty.com slash best to let them know that you heard about it here and to get 20% off your order. Functionofbeauty.com slash best. You know what I was just thinking, Casey, as I was reading your book, The Wreckage of My Presence. How long did it take you to come up with the title of your book? The title, not long, but it took me a long time to write it. Four years? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because when we worked together on Sack and Sisters, I feel like you were starting to write your book. I, ha- I was like, I here I go. <laughs> I hadn't even gotten a book deal yet. Oh, I my know. Book is, my book has come and gone. And and it's not gone, but it's come. No, and it's definitely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's in it's in paperback, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's been adapted. It feels like it feel. It, I actually am like jealous that it took you so long, and that it's now coming out. Because like, I feel like it's so nice you've been able to really hone in on what the stories you wanted to tell. <laughs> I definitely honed in. I took some time to hone in. I was like writing one essay a year at the pace I was going. Is that what you were doing or were you just like, I mean, first of all, you had two kids. When we worked together, you were newly pregnant? Yeah. With my... With God. your second. Second. Okay. Yeah. I'm no, like, I, I know Ma- Max Max existed. Yes. Max But he existed. was a baby. Yes. And Bear was on the way. And That's root. right. You call him Bear, right? His name is yes. Henry. Henry I Bear. Don't, I basically tell anyone they can call him whatever they would like, which I know is very <laughs> strange to give someone an option for your kid's name. Hmm. 
Some people call them Henry. Some people call them Bear. It's it's, it's, it's different. It's what very is, different. Because like, you're the mom. You tell people what people to call your son. And I'm like, I don't know. His middle because name is Bear. He calls himself that. And yeah, you're waiting to see what he prefers. Henry or kind Bear. Of. He likes yeah. both. So I'm just, but Henry Bear together sounds so kind of like dumb when I know I named him that again. I know a lot of this falls to me. Listen, you're talking At one point to, I was asking you know. like his spirit soul, like what name does he want? <laughs> like I'm, I'm working it out, but I'm, we're not there yet. I miss you so much. I love you. And I truly am sad. Like every two months that that show we d- did together didn't get picked up. The pilot I we did together. I just was thinking that. And the fact that our pilot that no one's ever seen has entered some small level of consciousness is all you're doing and speaks to your reach and your following. People are like, oh, I still wish I could see that pilot. And meanwhile, I've been in like 10 things. Like I've been in things on the air for many years. People like never saw that, never even heard of it. And they're like, but sack it, sisters. They're like, ooh, Ugh. that was a good one. It almost... We- Feels like it has a legend of surrounding it. It does have a legend surrounding it. Busy. I never even saw it. I asked to be sexed, and I seen it. I. But we don't need to see it. We don't need to see it. We know what happened. It exists in perfection in my mind's eye. That's why I don't like watching things back. I'm like, oh, I thought I did well that day, or I had a great time there. I was like, oh, I was. I'm a bad actress. Okay, well, well, here is it's like Schrodinger's pilot. It's perfect and alive. Inside the box. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And, and and it's just, it could need not even be touched. Yeah. It doesn't need to be, but also what I, I want to say, because you just mentioned that you don't love watching yourself, whatever. But what's so clear in reading your book that's, I truly loved. Look, I can't, it's six here. I'm going to have one. <laughs> God bless. I also was like trying to figure out how the fuck to do this interview from my bath because I wasn't a full bath person, I think, when we worked together. I mean, I've always been a bath person, okay. but I've really committed to the bath life. Can I just well, say I'm glad oh, yes. you didn't figure out how to do it because I think it would be so bad for Casey and Casey to watch Busy get electrocuted. Really bad. I mean, it would have been insane. Guys, I want to just speak to that very briefly. Uh, on my podcast, I mentioned that I didn't know. This is how I, I lack a very common sense sometimes. I knew it, but it wasn't quite clear that you shouldn't be in the bath with your phone plugged in. Oh, yeah. A girl past. died. Yeah. A girl died. And I just simply mentioned that. And I'm telling you, I've n- it's never hit a nerve. I got flooded with letters of people. And I don't want to brag, you know, at all based off of a woman's death, but that people think I may have saved their lives in the future. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm glad you're mentioning it here again. It's a public you, service announcement, and this and is the yes. platform someone of my stature can get. That's right. Yeah. And you get full credit here Thank you, again Thank you. for that. Please don't try to take this one. This is I'm not ever, my ever. passion project. <laughs> <laughs> ever. I would never dream of Your it. cause. Celebrate. You could be an ambassador, but I am leading the charge on this one. <laughs> the well, literal charge. Do not. <laughs> I, exactly. Casey, oh, oh I love you so much. Are you good? How are you doing? Are you okay? Is everything okay? <sighs> I, the pandemic, two children, what's fucking happening? You're back at work. You're shooting I'm, something. I'm shooting a sh- the show that's been shooting for about seven months that is just never ending, but what I really love. What is that one? It's called uh, The Shrink Next Door. You've never been on more more TV shows than you are in this moment right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, I'm on this Zoom, but... I, yeah, it's really fun. It's with Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell and Catherine Hahn and myself. And it's a dream. They're all like, when is this over? And I'm like, I never want it to end. Casey, do you know what that is? Do you know what it's about? 
What? What the show? No, oh, not Casey. Not, I was like, <laughs> you getting confused? Oh my god, not Casey I Wilson. I thought you meant on like an existential level. Like, do you know what this is about? I was like, what? It sounds like it's it's about a shrink next door. It's so fucking good. Was it a podcast or yes. was it a okay? Because listen, here's what happens. I don't listen to podcasts. Um, that's just a disclaimer. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I just I don't. It's like when makeup artists have terrible makeup. It's yeah, just, yeah, it happens. Here's what I'm gonna say. One of the things that Mark does really well for me is he identifies media that I will never consume and then tells me every important detail about it that I need to know. And so I know the story of The Shrink Next Door from the podcast that Mark listened to and then told Thank me you, all the details. And I can't wait for this show. I'm very but excited about it. But he can do it the it. same with the show. Honestly, I mean, no, I'm gonna watch the show. Also, you're so crazy. So, you guys, Casey and I have known each other for years. Oh, and I was trying to think, how did we first meet? I don't know. I can't I remember. remember being at a New Year's party of yours or and Jason, and Jason Seagulls. That's where we met. And That's where we met. Like, I was like wandering around, just like, wow, I you hadn't, it. you were on SNL at that time. God, maybe you I were. Was. You were was a long time ago. Uh, because oh my god why Taryn that's the one where he wore he wore like a Boba Fett helmet yes you came with Taryn kill him right didn't you me yeah and, no, and I don't he know was how I got in there his, I can't even remember who brought me Colby Colby Kobe god you guys what's wrong with me I know all these people <laughs> sometimes I forget how to say people's names Casey so do I um okay wait I don't so, know if you're talking to me or Casey, but I'm all responsible. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say St. Ange. <laughs> there okay. we go. There when we go. It's, when, it's, when I want to talk to, when we want to talk to that Casey, we're going to say St. Ange. And you, because you're the guest of honor, get to keep you. your name. Well, you I'm keep your to name. Strip, to strip a host of her first name. Casey Rose Wilson <sighs> and Casey See? Lynn St. Ange. St. Ange is really, truly the coolest last name a human could have. very cool. That's so nice. Thank you, Casey Rose Wilson. Okay, so you, that is where we met. I remember. I thought you had come with that group of people, but maybe you didn't. But I do think you- I knew. I do think you were on SNL at the time. Here's what you don't know, probably, is that I was pregnant with Birdie, but I wasn't telling anyone yet. And so I was like pretending to drink all night and- we had gotten a hotel room at the chateau, which was like near the house where the party was. Yes. And I was like so like tired. I remember talking to you. I remember talking to this girl who was like a lingerie model. And I also was like, me. Ah. Yes. But I <laughs> but then I was just like, I'm out. I gotta go. And then I went back to the chateau and I watched um this lifetime movie about a teen girl that has unprotected sex and then becomes HIV positive, which if you're of, we're of the same generation. And that was truly like, that was like in my head all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. So much so that in that night, that New Year's Eve, you were probably still at the party having fun. Yeah. I watched that and I was waiting for all of my baby tests to come back. You know, your first like blood work baby tests that you get. And became convinced that I somehow was HIV positive and would find out when the baby tests came back. And then I was like, re- like 
like what was going to happen. And my, like, I had this whole full spiral while this huge party was essentially happening next door that I was the host of, (laughs) but I like had this crazy anxiety meltdown and couldn't like go back and find anyone to talk about it with, which I should have, because then it just would have gone away. Right. Right. But but you stayed isolated. I isolated myself. I had a panic. Mark finally showed up at like three in the morning. He's like, what's going on? And I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm HIV positive. He's like, and so are you. Yeah. He's like, it's not, that's not what's, that's not what's happening, but I'm sorry that you were in here by yourself. Um, anyway, has nothing to do with this. Then the next time I saw you was at a restaurant in Los Feliz. Do you remember that? When you first moved to LA post yes. SNL. You have a great memory. Mm-hmm. I have a great I do memory. remember this. And I was like, oh, wow, well, maybe she lives in this neighborhood. And okay, I'm just going to be totally honest. I wanted to be your friend. This is like the pivot that I kind of want to talk about a little okay. bit with you. But I feel like you have so many pivots. <laughs> do you feel like that? I do. I do, actually. I do. When you said that, but, I'm laughing because I'm like, I do. <laughs> you really do. Yeah. But I remember because in the book, you talk about not being asked back on Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. and then the headlines that came out about it and your mother passing away. Like, it just was like your grief. Your mom passed away right when you got the show, right? Yes. Like a little bit before, but yes. And... And then you were on the show for two years. You weren't asked back. And then you moved to LA. Yeah. And we're in like sort of a grief spiral. Yes. Yes. And I remember because I like, I remember seeing you and I was with Mark and I think we had the baby with us. I think Birdie was with us. I think so. And I remember we walked out and I was like, I really, should I go back and give that girl my number? I really like her. I feel like she should have friends here in LA. Why didn't you? Because, because at the time. It's like sliding doors. I know it really was. (laughs) And at the time, Mark and my relationship was such where he was like, that's weird. She would think that was weird. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. What a dumb thing for me to think I should do. But I wish I had. Me too. See, I always pictured you as like so cool and kind of in a separate like realm. Like even when I was like wandering around your New Year's party, I was like, I don't know if I should be here. Like I just always knew very clearly. I'm like, she's really talented. She's really cool. Everybody likes her. And obviously I loved you on Freaks and Geeks, but I was truly just, I I would have been stunned if you came back and gave your number. So much so. Do you guys ever feel this where there's someone like you really like? And so you almost act... Like, you're like, I don't want them to know how much I feel for them. So then you're almost cold. Yes. <laughs> almost probably- everyone. Almost yes. every person. Yes. <laughs> yes. And they're like, wow, I felt like she- that girl was rude. And you're like, no, th- this is literally the opposite intention I ever had. I just didn't want to bother you. The nicest thing that anyone ever did for me is that I, and I don't even know to this day, I don't even know if it's true, but I had an experience where I liked a person so much that I felt like I was acting like, I love Lucy crazy. Like I felt like I was just like doing wacky, like slapstick behavior. And then finally the person was like, can I talk to you for a second? And I was like, oh my God, what is this going to be about? And the person like closed the door and was like, hey, I just want to let you know that I really like you and I feel like I'm acting weird around you. And I was like, you do? And they were like, yeah. And I think it's because like, I really like you and want to be your friend. And 
And so I just wanted to let you know that like if I'm acting nutty, it's because like I want to be your friend so much. And I don't know if that's true or if they were just like turning it around. <laughs> but either, either way, way I love it. either way, it was the biggest gift that anyone ever gave me. And like to this day, that person is one of my dearest friends in life. Wow. Either way, it's amazing. Yeah. I also like the turnaround, just kind of wanting to tell someone something, but not putting it on you and being like, you're acting a little. <laughs> Although I suspect it was that they just wanted to be your friend. But maybe, maybe. I don't know. I've never even asked. I'll probably I'll wait. I'll wait until we're very, very old and then be like, hey, remember when you said were you well, lying? obviously they don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> they do. They do. So we'll, oh, see. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, so Casey. Rose Wilson. Casey Rose Wilson. (laughs) Would you say that the not being asked back on SNL was like the biggest? uh, Well, I mean, I don't know. Was that a pivot in which you were like, I got to rebound from this in a spectacular way where you you were crushed? Were you crushed? I was, but I also kind of expected it and was like a little relieved, but I didn't even let relief enter in because I'm like, you failed at this. Like, there's no, no relief was, I was really would not allow relief to even like come in at all. But I was, I was a bit relieved, but I was, it was kind of like being on a sports team and you're just on the sports team, whatever that is. But yes, you're a like, sports team, for a sports sure. team, when you're playing on a, a sports activity and you're sitting on the bench and you're like, God, I want to be with all those people, but I'm here. So it's painful. And, and I'm like, but I don't totally belong here. And I feel like I tricked them into thinking I should be here. And I, it's not totally right. But then, of course, you want them to still like you. Even though I, at one point I was like, I wouldn't bring me back. <laughs> but... <laughs> but- I mean, but I guess the thing that we talk to, when we talk to any comedian, literally any comedian. Almost any every every person who's actor, been on this podcast, part of their pivot writer, is that they like didn't. Rosie O'Donnell, David Letterman, every person who's been on this podcast, part of their pivot is not getting on SNL. Yeah. And you fucking See, got in some it. ways, though, I wish that had been the pivot because it felt so like public. And then I got on and then someone wrote an article saying that I left because I was overweight. They fired me. So like all it just never landed the plane in any right way. So in yeah. some ways, I'm like, oh, I just wish it didn't happen. You know, I'm not quite sure why it did happen, although what happened after it was kind of miraculous. So I'm right. I'm, I'm really at peace with it. But. Right. Every so often, I'm like, how did you fucking blow that? Like, it's hard to get on that show. That's the hard part. That part of your book is was really, really, I just found it really emotional. And like, I, I really appreciated how honest you were about it. It made me really angry. It made me feel a million things. I just identified really strongly because I feel like I came up like 10 years too early. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like if I had been... 10 years later, like things would have been different in my career. And I'm just like the fact that you're like had to even deal with people even wondering if you got let go because of the way your body looked when Chris Farley was a huge star on Saturday Night Live. And I I just like it's it's insane to me that that was even. Thank you. I, I agree. But, you know, they have this like insane adage there of like you have to either gain a lot of weight or lose it. And and I. But that's not even there. That was what I was told when and I just started. in Hollywood. Yeah. In yeah. General. In Hollywood. And like, and if you do, or if you lean toward, or you get cast in comedic roles, it was like, well, you know, you have to Jennifer Coolidge 
you got to either gain a but you know, like that was the whole thing that I always heard about Jennifer Coolidge. Right. What? Well, I've never, heard I mean, this. this was, I literally like in the nineties heard yeah, this, yeah, yeah. that like, and so maybe I don't even know if it's fucking true. Like some asshole manager said it to me yeah. that like, she was just, you know, like her size, whatever. And they, someone said to her, like, in order to be successful, you need to gain at least like 50 pounds. You need to gain weight. So she, so she like put on weight and then started booking all her roles. Wow. I mean, she's so beautiful. Wow. Who the hell? It's not even about that. It's like, it's so insane to have your body. Like I did feel there was like almost anger surrounding a body and it's like a more middle zone, which I know sounds like, how could you feel that? No one said that. I'm telling you, I felt it. Well, so yeah, I mean, it's also like fucking wild to have your body be a part of your career. Yes. I mean, I've had that, so I get it. I talk about it in the book and and again, similar to what you were saying, Casey, I I wish I was part of the like body positive movement and that that yeah. existed and and I didn't even think about weight till I was 16. I remember the first moment it occurred to me like is my leg big, which I think is actually pretty long to go in life without it occurring to you that Yeah. So I I just think it goes to show we all pick up I'll speak for myself, but like body issues in whatever form it is along the way. Cause my mom was such a feminist. It was not ever discussed your body in my house. And so it was like a big shock to me becoming an actress of like, wait, what? Everybody's got an issue with what? But I did actually decide to lose weight after that experience truly because I just did not have the constitution. And I, so many people are stronger than me to take that kind of criticism. I was like, I actually want to just fly under the radar here because I'm not built for this. And for myself, I want to do that truly not like for myself. So my career can be good and I can look great. Like just, it was kind of traumatizing. And I wish I had the confidence to be like, fuck you guys. Like this is who I am. And I'm so admiring of younger gals that kind of have that self-possessed. Yeah. Can I tell you something? I worked behind the scenes. I wasn't trying to be anything but a writer. I worked behind the scenes and I went on diet medication that our staff doctor put me on at a TV show. I wasn't. Yeah. That I makes sense. I wasn't trying to be in you front of You had a staff th- doctor? Yeah. Wow. And they put you on. T- I mean, look, of course I've done all that stuff, but that is crazy. Oh I wasn't God. not of you. I mean that they're, oh my <laughs> no, God. But I mean, you know what I'm yes, saying? Like no. I wasn't trying to be in front of anyone, you know yeah. what I mean? And it was just yeah. like, I mean, it was the drug that was like all the rage at the time. And then like, turns out people were dropping dead from it. So sure, I sure, eventually sure, sure. gave fen. it up. Yeah. It's gotta be yes. fen fen. It was fen fen. Yeah. I think that's essentially what the Chinese herbalist doctor gave me when I Busy. decided I needed I remember to be I super went to skinny. Him. I know. <laughs> and then I was literally in my car and I'm like, I've never felt so insane and unhinged and untethered. Yeah, it's, it was crazy. It was crazy. But guys, I'm saying all of this. I'm putting it out there because the pressures that we felt are were real. Like we weren't making it up. And you say in your book, which I think is like, you did make a decision. You like lost weight and you booked parts and then like you gained weight and you lost a thing and then you lost weight and then you got another thing. And it's, it is. And by the way, I've gained that weight back a million times since, a million since I fi- made that no, proclamation. Wait, a hundred percent. But also like, it's hard when the call is coming from inside the house to be able to be like, oh wait, this is fucked. Like we, I am actually not going to participate in this system, especially when you're just trying to like be a part of a thing. And you yes. so- 
You're like, okay, I'll go to the doctor that some fucking actress gave me. And then I gave you at some point who Mm -hmm. makes you crazy. But he. I passed it along to several women. Also did make me very skinny. (laughs) Guys, check out season two of Cougar Town if you want proof of how and how skinny I could be. But yeah, it's fucked. I had this director tell me once, this was kind of the combo, is SNL happened and I did this movie. And the director, gay gentleman, who I actually really liked and I still do really like, but he called me and he's like, he was in a fury over, I mean, this is like, you can't make it up. And he's like, I just saw some of the, I don't even know what, we did some photos right before we were going to shoot. We had like six weeks to shoot. And he's like, I saw the photos and you have to lose weight. And he was like angry and I was just so stunned. And he's like, the way you look reflects on me. Oh boy. He's like, it is my name up there. And I was like, it's oh my, my fucking God. body. I, oh I was just God. so stunned. It wasn't like, even, you know, a lot of people hide behind this, like the character. <laughs> he was just like, uh-uh, like, let me level this for you. And it's it's just so interesting. And then you get to thinking like, God, would I have gotten my other job? Whatever. It's so boring. I'm also just so bored of talking about bodies and weight too. But Wait, I am too. I am fucking too. And yet, And yet, when I do talk about it, I get a lot of women that are like, ugh, thank God. I'm doing my best to try to like normalize my own body. Look, I didn't, this is the first, I'm going to start crying. This is the first time I did, you know, I did this TV show. And this is the first time that I didn't like put myself on a fucking diet. Casey, I didn't wake up early to work out before work because work was so hard and the pandemic and my kids and we're in a new place and whatever. Like I didn't do the things that I've like traditionally done to not think about my body because it's, you know, like because I've because I'm like just eating whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah, three, al- yeah. three, al- three almonds and like working out all the time. Yeah. Uh, anyway. You said something to me, though, that has been really helpful to me, actually, which is because I always see your workouts and I'm like, it's like my porn watching your workouts. I'm just (laughs) like, I get to lie here and not do shit and watch you do something and look great. And then I always text you like half heartedly every year. I'm like, should I do LegFit? And I feel like you're always like, yeah, like if you and then I just never I know I'm not going to follow up. And I don't know why I want to like waste your time with that question. I bet so many people do. But you were saying to me, which I really appreciate. You're like, I really just work out for like largely mental health and like for it to make you feel better. And when I approach working out just from a health and kind of mental standpoint, I'm so much less resentful. Well, that's the only way I do it now. That's the only thing I do it for. Like truly. And that's what I'm, that's what I mean. Like in terms of this like last TV show, even though I'm playing like a pop star. Well, I'm playing like a former pop star, but I (laughs) like, like I didn't, even though there were days where I was like, you know, well, Whatever. Anyway. We're working with what we're working with. We're here. working with what we're working with <laughs> the here. The old gal's going to get out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I, it, it isn't my worth and whatever, but it is hard to like retrain our brains in that way. I am grateful for the young gals coming up. I agree yeah. with you and your sentiment. And in I book. genuinely, when I look at women, I'm like, oh, they look beautiful. Like, I don't think I, I really, and I'm not saying I'm like some great person, but I don't train any of the thoughts and energy on other women that I do myself. And but also when people are like, you should have self-compassion. I'm like, <laughs> it just makes me feel so upset and disgusted. <laughs> I don't, who, I want to know who has self-compassion, guys. It's too. really interesting. I think even, you know, when you're talking about how you wish you, you fell into like the body positivity movement, I think it's, it's really 
interesting because I think there are women in the body positivity movement now. I try to I try to follow. I add them into my social media yes. so that I'm seeing them all the time, and so that it's just a thing that I see. And so it's yeah. very normal and average for me. And I look at these women and I'm like, gosh, they're so beautiful. They really are beautiful. Yes. And then I look at a picture of myself the same size and I'm like, oh, you know, so I, I, it's just being hard on myself. You yes. know, to, it's it's just, and I guess like maybe the solution to that would I be, I guess, looking at more pictures of myself weirdly, maybe, I don't know, maybe, yeah. maybe, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But I, I think that you're certainly not alone in that. Yeah. But one thing I wanted to talk to you about is a really beautiful moment in your book that made me cry, cry, cry is that Louis Anderson. I know Louis it. Louis Anderson. I knew it. I knew you were going to fucking say it. Really? I knew it. I wrote it. Wait, I wrote it down because I knew you were going to bring it up. Look at Louis Anderson. If Louis Anderson is having a moment in the world, in but he your life, sure in is your having life. a moment mm-hmm. with me. Louis Anderson really is having a moment with me. And I was so happy to see you mention that, that moment with him. fucking story. You guys get the book. Please get Casey's book. You're a fan. You fucking love her and everything she's in. You probably, if you're a fan of the Housewives, which you know I am not. But then, no, and that's why I, we can't have you on the podcast. And, I know. <laughs> but listen, you should have Casey because you know she worked at fucking Bravo forever. Okay, well, so I'm going to be honest. Go, go on, Casey. I this is a part say, of me saying I don't want to bother someone. This is what's happening here with the housewives. I was going to say I lit up a little bit because I have to be honest. I was having one of those days where I was like, you know, talk about positivity. How you need a little positivity. I was like having one of those days where I was just like, what is my life? What have I done with my life? And so I was like cracked open Casey's book and was reading it. And then I saw her mention this phrase is in Casey Rose Wilson's book, the OG of the OC, Vicki Gunvalson. I, if I may toot my own horn, am the person that coined the phrase, the OG of the OC. (laughs) Oh no, you guys, you can't see this at home because it's a podcast. Um, Casey Wilson just dropped her mic. She dropped the mic. I'm coming all the way in. (laughs) What? So if I never did anything else. You are. You're the woman behind (laughs) Vicky Gumbelson. You're the Wizard of Oz. If I've never done anything else, if I never do anything else in my career, when Watch What Happens Live first started. Casey, I've never been so disrespectful to someone to not immediately (laughs) know and thank you for the work that you've done. And I salute you for that because that is... That should be on your tombstone. Well, for thank sure. you. Thank you. I always felt really proud of that because, you know, you just in a moment, like I was writing an intro for Vicki Gunvalson coming on Watch What Happens Live and you try to be cute and you try to be pithy and make it like and zippy. You and I did it. And then it became like her tagline on the Housewives. And I was like, wow, I really did something in pop culture. Like I it's really huge. Did. It's huge. <laughs> And now, Casey, I'm so remiss for not asking you because I remember Danielle and I were like, oh, we should have Casey. And then I was like, do people that are that connected to the show like to come on? I don't, and I was like, I don't know. She's so cool. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm always scared to ask people. And you're really what I'm realizing is you're the dream guest and you've, you're sitting right she in front knows, of me. By the way, you were here Casey, the whole time. Casey Wilson, St. <laughs> Ange knows fucking everything. <laughs> it is wild. She would tell us shit and I'm like, this means nothing to me. <laughs> it's kind of wasted on you, if I may, Busy. A hundred percent wasted on me. Wow. You, you know what's very interesting to me is that, like, 
Because I was like, I got that job at Watch What Happens Live when Best Week Ever, where we know we know a lot of uh, that's where I know you from. A lot of my friends from the show Best Week Ever, Best Week Ever, which was like a dream job for me, ended and Watch What Happens Live started. And it was really only supposed to go for like seven weeks. And I was like, I was very sad that my fun show with all my fun comedy friends ended. And I was like... Um, got hired on this job with Andy Cohen, who I, here's a funny Andy Cohen anecdote. A few weeks into, (laughs) a few weeks into Watch What Happens Live, he was like jokingly calling me Taffy. And he was like, Taffy, you know, I've only, uh, I know know we've been, he said, Taffy, I know we've only been working together for a few weeks, but it really feels like we've um, known each other for much longer. And I was like, well, We've worked together two times before. Ah! (laughs) And he was like, oh, we have on what? (laughs) And then so I told him like on what shows we had worked together before. And he was like, oh, but that also made me feel good because I was like, well, I really got this job like on the strength of, you know, because he didn't even remember having worked with me before. Oh, my God. I love it. He's like, it feels like we knew each other in another (laughs) life. You're like last week. Yeah, we did. But so anyway, like I'm your assistant. I really just um, enjoyed myself because I really like saw those housewives as like very real people. They're very real people to me. And, you know, yeah. And to me, you know, I have such love for them. I appreciate this. There's a you like tell a story in your book about momming and like just about you don't want your kids to be assholes, which I get. It's hard in L.A. Casey, I'm just going to say it. Your kids are younger than mine. But anyway, (laughs) are you a mom that can like play with your children? Absolutely not. I can't. I hate it. I can't do the playing. Guys, I've been putting on a stopwatch. Like I'm setting an alarm, like just fucking get down there for seven minutes. My friend's like, you could do 15 minutes as anything. I just am not a big get down on the floor person. Can't do Casey, it. Casey, you have a son, right? Am I wrong? I have two, two boys. I have, but they're, but two they're boys. Like, they're men. They're grown men now. Okay. Whatever yeah. whatever St. Ange did, you should do because she's okay. got literally the greatest almost did, adult men of anyone I've them. ever met. You I didn't, didn't play with them mm-hmm. either. But I'll tell you what, I was thinking about my time with them when you were talking about what a bath family and how much you guys love baths. <laughs> because what I would do with them is I would just put them in the yard, let them get as dirty as possible, um, strip them naked on the front porch, put them right up in the bathtub, leave the bathtub empty, go make their dinner, and then just like let them eat dinner while I was like giving them a bath, hosing them off, hosing them. And that is their most pleasant childhood memory. They would be like, as you're telling it, I'm like, love is watching over (laughs) me. I'm like, you're a great mom. (laughs) They would just be like, remember when we would have like dinner in the bathtub and you would like, let us have ice cream and then just like wash us off. I used to give, I would give, we would give cricket dinner in the bath. Crickets are real bath. Cricket's a bath a person. A person. A bath person. Yeah. Cricket's a bath person. I'm a bath person. Birdie takes all their meals in their bed. I mean, teenagers maybe just are bed people, but I think- Not it's, too many adults do, like me. I think it's going to stick. I mean, I am shocked that you are so forthcoming in the book, even talking about your own thumb sucking, mm-hmm. which on. I know about. I have a baby blanket. Did I tell you that? Yes, because yeah. we talked about it because I have a baby blanket. <laughs> yeah, but that is nothing compared to sucking your thumb. I mean, it's bad. <laughs> well, they both are not great. No. Mm-mm. Do you Mm-mm. have any family members who 
are also thumb suckers? I don't. Uh, my son, when my husband's like, the sight. And I, I feel like I'm going to get like, you know, when those mom shamers come after you. Oh, like, I'm going to yeah, get an army happened. of it. Yeah. Well, fuck them. To see, my husband is like, to see a parent sucking a thumb alongside a child. He's like, my <laughs> eyes have never seen a sight so disturbing. He's like, so upsetting. <laughs> and I'm like, look, my husband's like, I guess I thought it wouldn't happen in front of the kids. Like, he's like, before they were born, it was like, okay, you suck your thumb occasionally. But he's like, I never, it's okay, everyone's faces are puzzled. Yeah. Well, I'm curious because no, I like, I, do you suck your thumb like watching TV or like, yeah, when like does it night before bed? Just it's not like rogue bed. during the day. I mean, some things get really down during the day, maybe, you know, occasionally. Maybe. Why not? not gonna, yeah. I'm just wondering if it isn't like a genetic thing because I had an Appreciate aunt. Appreciate that, Casey. No, I had an aunt who sucked her thumb as an adult and also one of her children sucked, possibly still sucks his thumb as an I adult. I do think uh, my dad bites his nails like crazy. I bite my nails. There's like some oral fixation addiction runs rampant. Like I think right. it's all of maybe of a piece of just like filling that. Right. God's hole, as they call it. Which even now they believe might have to do with like, like gut bacteria. Yeah, I think. I it, wait, have you wait? Can, what? Wait, wait, I want to tell you both something. So first of all, like, yes, there's a correlation between gut bacteria, but also because and sucking um, your thumb or addiction, uh, biting, know. biting your biting fingernails, your peeling. Your fingers. I've like, ignored everything on gut bacteria. I'm like, I can't take that on. I can't get into it's that. It's a lot. It's I, a lot. I don't but know listen, what to do. I think I'm okay, but maybe here's I'm Here's what I here's what I know from your book. Go ahead. Is that it's okay for you to be late to something. You yeah. will you don't have to be on the trend in the moment that the trend no, no, has no. hit. Just become upset about Scientology. That's was one of my I was laughing so hard out loud. I was a big thumb sucker. Wait, do you feel like you guys would ever move? here i don't my husband's family's all here oh i don't know i I first i spent so much energy being like i hate la i hate it and then one day i was like i actually think i really love it i I love all my friends out here i have a great life i don't know i really like it i i think i would miss too much so many of my friends have all left new york now i have but you adam pally and one other girlfriend from nyu and that is it Mm mm-hmm well, the good news is that Pally, Andrew Rannells, and I all live on the exact same forget, street. And Andrew so. Rannells. <laughs> That's what I told Andrew. I'm like, all three of the people I know in New York are in, on one street. Isn't that weird? It's very weird. So weird. Are you friends with Andrew? Oh, you are because he did your show. Yes. Oh, I just was at dinner with him two nights ago. I love him I so much. I saw your Instagram. <laughs> Busy. A couple people have been telling me that I need to step up my social media and it's just I have to tip my hat to you. I really do. I, you were a pioneer in this space. I was a pioneer. I was a Who's pioneer. been telling you you have to step up yeah, your social I was gonna, media? I was just about um, to my ask hair that. person, Clayton Hawkins. Casey, my hair okay. person. Clayton. And Clayton. And some people have mentioned. <laughs> I mean. Again, it, I'll take feedback if you haven't seen. I mean, listen, here's what I'll say. It do you is, enjoy it at this point? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck I no. feel like it's kind of like I, feel I like think it's everybody's over. kind of like over and exhausted by it. And yeah, just I think like, it's over too. You know, you just gotta kind of use it for like yes. what it's good for for you. you and know everybody, I mean? everybody, Casey is hiring those fucking 
people that like come over and like shoot like a month worth of content for you. And those little like like, youngsters, whoever they know, whoever they fucking are like, cut the names out. Okay. Say Anj, cut the names out. But like, and, and now I think like all have the same company doing it for them. I'm like, who's taking those photos? Well, it's a, it's a company that you pay and they come over on like, you know, you book two days a month or whatever. And they come over and they're like, do you have like a chicken parm recipe? And then you like, they like shoot it for you and edit it. And then they just like take over and they upload it and they like do all the shit for you. I didn't even know it's this was too an much. option. It's, it's too, too much. much. It's too much. Because I do think it's got to just be fun or like throwaways or whatever. You are in a different category in that you uh, used it in such a like a beautiful, perfect way. But just I don't have it in me, really. Casey, let me tell you something. The way that I used Instagram and also was like around the same time almost. Well, you were a little before me. Is is what you is what bitch sesh is yeah. for you. And and the people that love bitch sesh and also and also listen, every motherfucker can start a podcast during a pandemic. Hi, how are you? My name is Busy Phillips. Um, But you guys. All right. Whether or not you give the credit to like Paul being like, you guys really should do this, whatever. Who cares? You guys tapped into a real thing and you have a real connection and a real community with a lot of people around. I mean so many people around the country because of bitch sesh that goes so far beyond just like being fans of housewives. That's like your commonality. But the, but the real connection is incredibly special. And I think that the thing that you see in my Instagram, you've already done in your own podcast. Wow. Busy. Thank you. This is genuinely touching me. I appreciate it. Genuinely. I really appreciate it. I'm like, talk about flip the script. I'm like, God, I fucking did that already. <laughs> no, thank you. you. Did. But did. you're right. No, the podcast is, is so special and, and you're right. That's what you did with Instagram, which is wonderful. Now, when but you I, guys say you think it's done, are you saying all social media? <laughs> <laughs> when I fucking love you so Could you much. Could clarify okay, that? Just... Let's you both said it so quick. I think that, I mean, look, I think that it has, it, what it is now at this point is like so commodified. Yeah. And like, and I am a perfect example of someone who takes advantage of that. And I love it. As and I'm you like should. sad, already sad for, I'm already, um, nostalgic <laughs> for that that it's over do you know what I mean like I just feel that I'm just end starting is, okay well, okay so maybe I, I should just retreat okay now are you on TikTok fuck no I mean I can't I cannot well I think it'd be a good medium for you I can't but Casey. do you guys want to get on TikTok and maybe get like a TikTok mansion together yes well I would do that <laughs> yes a hundred percent. Also, though, you know what I would do, Casey. I would what? do like I would do, and Saint Ange, Casey, and Casey. I yeah. would do like a TikTok, like a TikTok mom mansion for the summer. <laughs> Perfect. See, you always have the cutting like, edge ideas. I'm in, and it's like the Hamptons or wherever. Mm-hmm. I don't know where people yeah. fucking go, but I'm on the East Coast now. You know, so yeah, yeah. We'll come the to Hamptons. You. Okay, we'll, co- we'll come to you, Casey and Alfie, and. And it's just like mom mansion, just a bunch of moms trying to figure out TikTok this summer. <laughs> yeah, 
we have 90 days. We figured out on day 86. <laughs> I'm giving us less. We have three weeks to figure it out. Three weeks. Okay. Three, <laughs> All we have day, three every weeks. Day. Wait, we have three weeks to go viral. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And we start with like they hand us a phone and it's like fucking yeah. go time. And we got That's props it. and cookbooks and we, we got everything we could what possibly are we gonna do? need. Who are you yeah, going to be on TikTok? And it's you and me. And who else are we? Who are, I mean, who June Diane Rayfill, I think is going to have to be well, in there. Obviously, June. I love the way you I love the way you write June in your book because <laughs> I hear her saying her voice. The things. I her hear voice. her voice. I hear her saying the ridiculous <laughs> things that she is want to say. There is no one like June. No one like her. I was just <laughs> recalling to a friend what June did at my bachelorette party that I have to tell you all because it's so unbelievably insane and revolutionary at the same time. Quickly. So we're at my bachelorette party. It's like 12 women. And you know how it's all walks of life. It's like my girlfriend from third grade who's like a teacher in Iowa. And, you know, my actress friend and my manager and my neighbor, you know, we're all walks of life. So we go out the first night to a Mexican restaurant. We have a great time. I imagine you're in Palm Springs. Of course we are, (laughs) busy. You know where we are. We're at the Parker. The next day we're all in that like weird indoor pool. And I hate that indoor pool. It's (laughs) so bizarre. So we're there and we're going to have the big night is tonight. And everyone's just splashing about and chit-chatting and talking, getting to know one another. And June basically clinks on her glass and says, excuse me. No. Now, when I tell you all, because you're going to ask yourself, she was joking. You're going to be like, oh, she was joking. And this is not a joke, guys. No. She goes, listen, everyone, I'm going to have to say something. She's like... I I just would like to ask for a bit of a different energy and spirit and aesthetic for tonight. No. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, this is like something, I don't know, she's introducing a new concept. And she's like, I just feel like last night the vibrations were quite low based on the way everyone presented themselves. And she's wow. like, and I just know each and every fucking one of you can do better than what happened last night. And everyone's like, I'm sorry, what? And she goes, so I don't know if this means we need to hit up the hotel gift shop for looks. I don't know if we're trading, mixing and matching. She's like, I'm talking about outfits and looks. I'm talking about makeup. I'm also talking about just like personal energy and vibrations. Yeah, just what you're bringing. She said, please bring more and want more from yourself. No. Yes. Everyone was. Wow. My friend Amanda was like, so then later I, she was putting her makeup on in the room and I came in and I said, June, I got to tell you, some people are feeling a little scared. Like someone said they only brought cover ups. And she goes, who? <laughs> I was like, I'm so scared. <laughs> but God damn it. If people didn't show up Mm-mm. looking like a million bucks, bringing in energy that was just nothing short of it was through the roof. They brought and she it. was right. She was right. She was and she knew, just like, lift yourself. Let's get, get look alive here, She guys. knew that the, that was the time to make that call. That's and she a real knew everybody could friend. do it. But people, it was hard to receive that. You know, it's basically like, <laughs> you guys looked like shit and you weren't fun last night. <laughs> was and like, she's like, oh, wow. And I'm going to need you all to show the fuck up show tonight the for my best friend. Up. Yes. My lady love. She didn't single anyone out. No, she said it was across the board. Not one person was bringing what she wanted and what she expected. I mean, you know. And she told me I was included in this. It was like in you two. No, no. And we asked, and did you feel you brought a lot? And she said, I I did. I did feel I did bring a lot. Wait, listen, Uh, I have a question. So I didn't really, because I guess I didn't really understand that you and June went to NYU together. Yes, we met when we were 17. In an acting wow. class, a clown what? class, in a clown class, and yeah, so then we lived together for years and years and years, and we moved out to LA together, and 
have been writing partners and then we both had two sons. I mean, it's been uh, a wild kind of that's a parallel wild lives. Thing. Yeah. And you guys both, I, I do feel like, cause Casey writes about this in her book. And if, listen, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a couple things here. Okay. Okay. Number one. I had brought more to this interview. <laughs> I do not. Okay. Number one, no. you work hard enough, Casey. Thank you. If you had been Thank lying you. down, I would have I would have been happy. <laughs> I, I know I propped myself right on up. <laughs> but I feel like you work you have worked so fucking hard. And you and June were like hustling, fucking hustle. I what I appreciate about you, what I see in you that I recognize from myself <laughs> is the fucking hustle. Yeah. And the like, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it done. And you and June had a very successful show at UCB <laughs> that got taken to the Aspen Comedy Festival. And then you were like asked to be writers. Mm. <laughs> and, and I think that that is like interesting and worth noting because you guys have written, you both have written scripts that people love, Bride Wars. You've done, you did that thing. And a lot of times people get like stuck in a, like a groove. Yeah. I know you love therapy. Have you ever done EMDR? No. What is that? EMDR is like the tapping thing. No, someone was telling me about that. Are you still in psychoanalysis? Wait, psycho wait, psychoanalysis. Psychoanalysis. Three times three times a week? <laughs> no, I'm down to one time a week right now. Wow. But we just do it over the phone. It's kind of devolved into, I think, regular therapy. Because I still have my same therapist from when I was 20. Wow. Do you find that helpful? Seriously. I do. I think because I had come in, spoken so much about my mom as you do, especially in psychoanalysis. Now I'm like, what is mm-hmm. it? And then we were going to part ways when I moved to LA, but my mom died like a couple days after I moved here. And then it was like, well, I can't possibly like find someone new. And then it kind of worked out that I was on the phone and I didn't have to drive to Beverly Hills. And I loved her so much that we just have continued on the phone and she's in New York and I'm here. But so I, I see her if I go to New York. Yes. Have you ever thought it, there might be some validity to doing a different therapy or a different therapist? Probably. And I've had a different couples therapist. Are, well, that's they, great. Of course. Yes. Who do you guys see? What's what's that person's we name? We see a gal, a gal who's two doors down from us. We ended up moving two doors away from her. And my husband still drives to her house. Two doors down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not... not that's a, not a joke. Um, but I do seek out many, many, many different modalities of, of care. So something about my therapist is like a ballast for me. I think not having a mom and I'm sure I've like made her into a mom in a way that she's probably highly uncomfortable with. But for me, I like to change every single thing up. You know, I've had so many managers and every type of thing. But with her, I'm like, I cannot... I don't even want to know what things would look like on the other side of this it's wonderful so, it, woman. It, it is interesting because I have had multiple, multiple therapists my whole life. And I feel like new therapists often give you like a totally different perspective. Yeah. Maybe I'm just like too lazy to find a new perspective, but I feel like, (laughs) you know, I'm so into the like the psychics and the this is and the that. I fucking love it. Oh, by the way, I have the best 
Do you follow Marcella Kroll on Instagram? Marcella no Kroll. relation. No relation. No relation to, to, Nick. to Nick. No relation. Just total sidebar. I'm looking for this woman on Instagram. Okay. Marcella Kroll. Okay. What is her handle? Saved by the spell. Saved by the spell. Oh, saved by the spell. Oh. One of the best readings I've had in ever. forever. Wow. And you would love her. You're going to love her. She's a witch. She's the greatest. You're going to love her. Artist, intuitive, deck You're creator, performer, and host. Multidimensional artist. I love it. Okay. This is very exciting. I love to follow new kind of spiritual type oh, yeah, people me too. on Instagram. It's wonderful. We have a lot in common. Oh, I wanted to ask you this. I had other questions, but I don't remember them, and we have to let you go soon. Um, did you send your book to the people that you talk about in your book that maybe you changed their names, but they're still very clearly the people that you're talking about in your book? So anyone that I mentioned in the book, I called them. It was almost felt like a men's and make sure they were okay with me using their name and whatever they said or did. And then I'm going to send to them. There are two people that I did not reach out to at this time, but I haven't sent it to like Louis Anderson. I actually didn't, didn't run it by him. Cause I was like, I think it's positive. I hope, but I'm going to send him a note and with the book, nor did I run it by Susan Sarandon who, that um, was my question. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. No, but I feel, I hope it's flattering. I mean, no one loves to hear that when I was interning for her, I used her office after hours without her permission to mail my headshots. But I'm hoping that with the gauze of time. Well, she's a socialist. So hopefully she doesn't mind that you shared her stuff. (laughs) Casey, you're right. It would honestly be against her creed and her ethos. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. I mean, we are flipping the script a lot here. I'm here. I'm here to help you. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You know. me. <laughs> I think. I think Casey is now seeing why Saint Ange is so valuable <laughs> in my life. Oh, I'm seeing so much right now that I love. Yeah. And uh, Casey, you're gonna get a text so quickly about this <laughs> podcast. It's gonna alarm and shock you. Well, I love you. You've always been so kind to me. We've run into each other over the years. You've always been so lovely to me. I know you through Paul Shear and June Diane Raphael, who were the first audience members of Watch What Happens Live. Oh, they don't because, I know it? Don't I hear about it? I'm sure. I'm sure that that's probably yeah because they were friends of mine. I we didn't have audience members and I begged Andy please let my friends they love the housewives I they remember just... the night that they went I'm like where are you going they're like oh our friend I don't know they were very like we don't know where we're going basically you could have been there Casey I has that ever me, I? has that ever occurred to you of course it has oh my I mean, gosh Casey, yeah I was just like my friends will be quiet they won't make a peep they'll just you know and just be there Andy, for good energy. Yeah. And Andy was like, oh, yeah, it, of course, that's that's fine because he was so nice. And then he was like, I love the energy that they brought. Right, but it so. seems like you also set the template for the show, which is like a very kind of tiny, cozy audience. Yes. I'm seeing you're yes. really up to stuff. And I always mm. knew it. And I heard so much wonderful things about you from Paul. But wow. Uh, well, that's nice. OG. Wow. OK, I'm. I need to hear I do think I do think 20 Casey hours needs, from you. I I do think my Casey needs to be on your Casey oh, and Danielle's it's podcast. It's, it's yeah, happening. It's it's happening immediately and well, I, I think I'm that ashamed. there's a lot of, I'm ashamed <laughs> that I haven't had you on and this is a formal apology because Oh, no need to apologize, but I do love you so much and I love Danielle. I've known her for years. We also worked together on a an ill-fated project with Andy Cohen years ago. 
Does she know that? What project? <gasps> we can talk about it on the. Okay. Yeah. Can, you know what, yeah. Busy? We can't give you every scoop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> every clickbait can't be for here. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait until Mark listens to Bitch Sesh and okay. then tell him me. give the highlights. <laughs> Let him give the highlights. Okay. So here, but this is what I want to say because I do think that we're trying to, I mean, I do feel like one thing from your book that is so fucking moving and I do, I feel like everybody should get it and read it. I, I mean, you're going to be a New York Times bestselling author for sure. For sure. Guys, let's be real. You. Let's thank you. Ben. Let's be real. <laughs> Let, let's do be real. <laughs> why, why wouldn't we fucking be real? All right. But one thing that I want to say is that, like, I remember seeing you at that restaurant in Los Feliz and that feeling of, like, I needed, I wanted to go back and give you my number because I felt like you were so sad. Mm. Like, I mean, you were. Like, yeah. you just, you were with your boyfriend at the time. And I just remember feeling like just such grief and yeah. sadness and yeah. honestly, trauma from you. Yeah. And I think it's so important, Casey, for people. You're so open with with yourself and who you are and whatever. The wreckage of, you named your fucking book The Wreckage of My Presence, right? <laughs> yeah. But the truth is like, all this stuff that has come after that point, like you have done. And I loved, like my favorite part of the book is like midway through when you see the psychic or you do drugs. Mm-hmm. Both. You happens. do drugs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you, and, and you get the message from yourself that like this all had to happen because you had to like meet your husband. You had to come do this incredible show, Happy Endings, which is like, seems really transformative for you as an artist in terms of like what it is that you realize you wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. As a performer. Right. Yeah. And then you meet David through that and you have these kids and like life is fucking weird and messy and like you can be at your lowest point, but you just kept moving forward. Well, I so appreciate you saying that. And I think, you know, your guys' podcast, I love in the sense of like where you think one thing is such a failure, like just to take us back to SNL. And I was like, such a horrible low. But then the next job is where I met my husband. And I I think even professionally, it was like where I was meant to be. And so all those things to me are so kind of magical, even though at the time they're such a fucking bummer. But, you know, guys... Don't make me say it. Rejection is God's protection. Um, <laughs> well, remember, way, I believe it, please. A hundred percent. I hate like, myself when I had to say it. Wait, you have to say it. But yeah. the thing that's so clear, even in your right, in the way that you write about happy endings, is that it did something for you that was like more than just like a yeah. job. It like restored your <laughs> yes. belief, equilibrium, and belief in the world. Yes, yes, it, it really, really did. did. It really did. And like, even that it was like an environment, like such a nurturing environment that you could fall in love with someone there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you had met your husband in any oh other God. place. But that- also she fell in love with everyone there. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like everyone yeah. is there. When yeah. like, like shout out to Jonathan Groff, the loveliest oh. person, the loveliest person. I mean, I, you know, he just, 
not the Jonathan Groff, the tel- the television and Broadway Frozen. star. Not the yeah. the other Jonathan, not that one. the 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 showrunner Jonathan Groff, loveliest just human like, on earth. And they're both lovely, but this this one is the the one that we're talking about is just like what a what a good guy. Do I what know a him, good guy. guys? Do I know you, him? You should know him. He listen. One time, I just talked about how pretty pomegranates were on Twitter. I just said that, like, I was like, "Have you ever seen a guy like turn his head to stare at a pretty woman and walk into a sign?" That's how I am with pomegranates on trees. <laughs> <laughs> and he messaged me. I left a bag of pomegranates for you on my porch. <laughs> He's the loveliest man of all time. No, guys, I don't think I know him. He's. I don't think I know him. He's just He's, an incredible writer and human and person. Yeah. He ran Conan for the first like 10 years and then he yeah. kind of helmed Blackish with Kenya forever. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. He's just, he, you should yeah. know, you should know him busy. Uh, yes. You would love him. He's just an angel. I know. Everyone there was just so nice, which as you know, is a rare experience guys where yeah. as I left the show, you know, sometimes when you're like, oh, I know this experience is so great. It will never happen again. And I yeah. was right. <laughs> you're just yeah. like, yeah. I know yeah. it. And I appreciate how great it is and I don't want it to end for a reason. And I mean, I'm actually really, really loving the show I'm on now too. And they're all have different things, but then some of them are just horrible. Right. Yeah. And just, you just, I knew this is, I think such you a guys did. Experience. It was, it was interesting to be sort of like in the periphery of you guys, the happy ending guys. Cause I did feel it. Like I did see what you were experiencing at the time even, and was like, I, I was having like a great experience on Cougar Town at the time yeah. too, but like I could tell. I mean, did you feel that uh, this is not me on any level comparing happy endings to Freaks and Geeks, which is like a cultural touchstone and phenomena, but did you feel that when you were filming that show? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Like what you were describing, and it's a bummer because in my, I'm like, because in my book, Casey, please. Uh, Your book is um, wonderful. Remember Andrew Randall when fine. I came to the book party? I know. I do remember that. We drank so much. Go on. Oh. <laughs> Last. We were the last people to leave. Ira Madison, Andrew Randall's tonight. <laughs> Honestly, a better name me a better fucking trio. It was a triumvirate. Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Sat truly, there for, truly. They were like, please leave, please leave. <laughs> no one said that. No one said that. No. But uh, I, yes, and I, the I feel sad that in my retelling of my own history vis-a-vis freaks and geeks that I wasn't as like effusive <laughs> in in my in my memory and and what everybody brought to the table. I mean, you are so generous <laughs> to your co-stars from that show that I'm like, I don't even know half of those adjectives, nor would I ever use them to describe someone other than myself. <laughs> like you are like, so yeah, like, but you were telling a specific story and you'll have many more books and slices from different things, you know, I, I don't know, but I did just love it. If like, you I want love... one, when social dies, you'll jump back to <laughs> publishing world. I, don't I did. I did pitch an essay today to my therapist and Mark. They didn't. It was no, there were no bites. No. <laughs> Well, neither of them are are publishing magnates. So, (laughs) (laughs) I hope Mark knows. I feel pretty is like one of my favorite movies. Oh, that's so nice. Of all, I've seen it. I want to say upwards of six or seven times. I am obsessed with it. It's a fucking perfect movie. 
it makes me so happy. Like I love it the, too. It's so funny. The colors, the message, like everything about it is perfect. I love it too. And I, it's got such a bad fucking bullshit thing because of social media and because of the trailer. Yes. People got it twisted, but everyone I talk to about it loves it. I feel like that ironed itself out. I really do because it it's, ironed itself out, but you know, like Oprah in the, said she loved it. How can we forget that? <sighs> I'm still waiting for my moment. Have you had your moment yet? With Oprah? Yeah. No. When is that going to happen? I mean, for remember us, when she Casey? called the show? I've watched that yes! clip 20,000 times. <laughs> Literally, Saint, would just Saint like watch Ange. the clip over and over. St. Ange really surprised me. Really surprised me. You're that really was a dream maker, aren't you, Casey? She really is. I mean, we have to talk about that on the podcast because I don't think we've ever really talked about it. But that was like truly a heart in my throat adventure. Because Casey Rose Wilson, when Oprah said she'd call into the show, I went to our director, Liz Planka, and I was like, hey, um, Oprah might call in today. Like, it, are we like set up to do that? And she was like, yeah, I think so. And then she came to me like five minutes later and she was like, we don't have fucking phone lines. No. In this we had studio. no phone lines. We had no fucking phone lines. And so I was like, what are we going to do? And what she are was we like, going to do? I'm nervous even though I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> she was like, we're either going to run a thousand wires of phone line to the store next door or we're going to we're going to do something. Smart. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. But anyway, that's an adventure for another day. But everybody did it all without busy noticing one thing. Well, is that surprising? <laughs> Did you levitate out of your body, Busy? Yes, 100%. Yes. 100%. I also just was like, it had been so, it was so hard. It The whole thing was so hard, right? St. Yeah. Ange, like all of it. We had been sick and we had. But just all of it, just like we were like, we were trudging up a mountain that no one asked us to climb. <laughs> No one wanted us to climb. And we were just like trudging up this mountain carrying like 4,000 pounds of dynamite and like no one wanted us to succeed. And it was just like a fucking, it was hard. And Oprah's like for you too, Oprah is kind of everything. What do you mean kind of? I, I was Oprah's like, everything. oh, you've Oprah's everything. The, but that's it. I mean, at a certain point, it's like, where else do we want to go? Like when she called that phone on your set, I was like, oh, okay, that's it. Like you're there. <laughs> well, what? Okay, so what is it for you? I'm serious. What would it be? Oh, my God. Well, I mean, Andy came and surprised you in your live show. And Andy I know surprised you, like, me in the live show was really big. Yeah. He's been a really... And, just special person in my life. That was big. <laughs> it really was. It really was. So besides Andy, who would be who would be your Oh my God. I mean Oprah obviously is a huge, huge one. You know, I, I, a Meryl Streep, I I mean, I would love to work with her, but I know that one's so boring. I will say, actually, Amy Sedaris is I'm such a huge fan of hers to like my core. And I yeah. reached out for her to write a blurb in the book knowing like it's never gonna happen and she did it and I was like that was big for me I loved her so much especially like coming up in Strangers with Candy that was yeah. like really she really big really cool. when she came to watch what happens live my my older son was like a huge Strangers with Candy fan and so I let him come even though it was like a school night and really late um to meet her and he was like 13 or whatever and she kept like um Tom Colicchio from Top Chef was on and she kept like ruthlessly making fun of Tom Colicchio which my son thought was hilarious it's I do love that 
and her like, and what's her, with this guy? <laughs> her and her brother are really just the top of the yes. top for me. So, well, I so love, great. I love that Amy Sedaris gave a quote on your book. Your book is beautifully written. Thank you. Is incredibly entertaining, has a lot of wisdom, a lot of insight, a lot of pivots, and a lot of things that I think many, many, many people will relate to. And it made me feel lots of things, including the thing that I said earlier, which is that like, I'm going to rewatch Happy Endings and I'm going to make my kid watch it with me. It's on Hulu. Oh, oh, what a wonderful, this was so much fun. And I really sincerely thank you guys for taking the time to read the book. Reading is hard. (laughs) Who has time? And I really appreciate it. And having me and saying such nice things. I'm truly filled with gratitude. Thank you guys. So, so nice. Oh my God. I love you so much. And I still am mad that Sackett Sisters didn't get picked up. And I'm not kidding. Justice for the Sackett Sisters. Listen, how... How often we need a reunion and it never it? came out. Yes, do you ever of think, about I think about it? Of course I do. I'm like, God damn it. I remember where like, I was we standing. Would be on season four. No, three. We'd be season three. We whatever AP whatever AP bio is. We'd we be um, be. what's it called when it syndicated by now? We'd be on Peacock. Oh, yeah, we'd be on Peacock. Yeah. Which is mm. what I am already. So it's all just happened. Love Peacock. And your show looks so funny. I was just saying it's to someone, so I'm funny. like. You know, trailers are just never really funny. Even if a movie is funny sometimes, you're like, oh, that trailer. I was like, oh, wow. If the trailer is this funny, it's yeah. genuinely great. They killed it, but also, like, it's really good. I, huh. I, and I'm like you, I'm like, never, I never watched it. And I'm like, wow, nailed it. Like, I'm like, oh, wow, that is fucking great. <laughs> How did I luck into that shit? I it's cannot wait. Awesome. Did you film 10? No, only eight. Perfect. Because of COVID and like just but whatever. If we perfect. go back, we'll do more. We'll do 13 next season. But of course you're going back. The COVID thing was like. Uh, wah, wah. I know. Mm. I know. All right. Go take care of your children. Goodbye, you guys. All right. Guys. Feel bad. You feel down, busy. You're so wonderful. I love Casey Wilson. She's the best. Thank you, Mayor. I'm just like, I don't know. It's just a weird vibe. It's a weird energy. Things have been weird. Things have been weird in the world. You know what might cheer you up one little bit if we talk about it for a couple minutes? Every state in the United States has unanimously voted to outlaw um, gender reveal parties. Is that something that happened? (laughs) No, but... Damn it. That would cheer you up. But I would what about, love it. What about this like weird orgasm cult? Wait, what? I don't even know anything about this. What is it, Mare? Do you know about this? Well, here's why I don't know about it. I saw a headline and I was so excited to read all about it. And then it was like, the Telegraph, sign in. And I was like, fucking Telegraph. Do you know how many, like, I was at, when I first saw the first headline, I was like, this could be a movie or something. This seems interesting. And then I immediately hit the paywall and I jumped ship. You, here's the secret. When it's like the Telegraph always telegraphs its own stories by just tweeting it out line by line. So you never really have to sign in. You can just read the tweets, the series of tweets. But it's like, I guess, like, again, like this, this organization, this like kind of 
well-being organization that was touted by Gwyneth and I guess Khloe Kardashian also was uh, super into it. It was some type of long orgasm, like wellness and tech people were super into it. Don't trust anything tech people are into. Right. Don't come for me, tech people. Is it a group orgasm thing or? It's like, I think there were like, from what I understand, there were, what stuck in my mind from the tweets that I read was that there were sometimes there were, there were latex gloves and there were (gasps) men stroking women and women sometimes stroking stroking what? Like they're the experts? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. And women women sometimes touching women, but never never women touching men. And then, yes, like giving orgasms, all, all orgasms to women, I guess. And that was supposedly like helping their wellness. But now they're being sort of looked into for like, sex trafficking and high pressure. It always goes there. It always, and like high pressure, like sales tactics and thousands (laughs) of dollars. And, and I'm like, like orgasm quotas that you have. Yeah. And I'm just like rich people, wealthy people jerking off is free. It is, it's the freest thing in the world. It's the cheapest form of entertainment. Here's what I think. I think that there is such stigma around fucking jerking off that people got to put a whole bunch of bullshit around it and make it into a cult so that people can feel not bad about it. And the truth is, guys, you can just do it. Like Casey said, it's free. Just do it. it. My question is like, did the cult start as a orgasm centric cult or did it um, evolve and become that? That is a really good. Or like wellness thing and then it and then it's like when you graduate to tier seven everyone has to have an orgasm together that's a really good question is the point that you have the orgasm at the same time as it's an orgasmic an orgasmic meditation group called one taste by the way they're making what one taste making millions of dollars wait 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 isn't one taste, isn't that like something having to do with Pepsi? Was I it, mean, I honestly thought that, it was like, like that low calorie fro-yo. <laughs> oh, yeah, with one know. calorie, with one calorie. I feel like one taste is like was something like in the 90s or maybe aughts, maybe, maybe the early aughts. Like yeah. one taste, one. Da- okay, wait, I have to look this up now. Sex, no, orgasm. Three hour orgasms cult. are what they were selling. Um, it started Dr. In- Pepper. One <laughs> taste and you get it. Yes, one taste and you get it. Oh my God, Dr. Pepper should see the shit out of these people. No yes. kidding. Was this based? Unless that was an orgasm cult too. We just Wait, the soda was. was Dr. Pepper, I think, has more qualifications than the people in this cult. Yes. A woman or- lies on a nest of pillows and butterflies her legs, and then, uh. Someone sets a 15-minute timer and then someone wearing latex gloves. Ew. I mean, yeah. Listen. Guys, first of all, I'm out. I'm allergic to latex. Yeah, you can't That's just a be, rash waiting to happen for me. You can't even be in the club. I have an itchy like, vagina for weeks. <laughs> 
It's just, why does this keep happening? Wait, a practice that involves a half-naked woman having her clit stroked for 15 minutes by a man? Either her own partner or another paying I customer. Never, I feel like I heard about this years ago. They tried to get you. Wait, I think I did too. Ugh, this is terrible. The stroker. You guys, they call it the stroker. How did they, how did this woman make all this money off of this? This is the worst thing I've ever read. I love, is this good podcasting where I'm just reading about a thing <laughs> and then like, and not you, I swear to God, not telling you what I'm reading. No. That's actually, actually, this is very, very close to what it's like to actually have dinner with me. So in case you guys at home are like, I just know we would get along. We would really be friends. Just so you know, it involves a lot of me looking at my phone, not saying anything, and then commenting to my phone to myself and not telling you what I'm commenting about. Just add some nachos and that's, is that, you got it. Casey, is that accurate? Do you feel like that's accurate? Yeah. So I mean, sometimes. So Yeah, sometimes. Most of the time. Many times. You, guys, you know what's a good, um, cult? another good cult? Uh, have you seen Holy Hell? No. No. What's that? You should watch that. It was this um, cult um, started by a former ballerina uh, male guy. And he, it, it, I, forget, <laughs> I forget how it went down, but basically <laughs> there's so many amazing details in it. Like he, he wore a Speedo everywhere and he, um, he would think about getting plastic surgery and then he would ask like one of his like disciples to get it first to see if he liked it. Oh, wow. And then there's this one, there's this one part in the, in the doc that is like the most cause like thinks is the most heartbreaking part, which is there's this guy who every day it was, it was, he was in charge of making the fruit, fruit, fruit platters for this master man. I I forget. I, I saw it a bunch of years ago. I forget the guy's name and stuff, but, um, and so he would he would spend hours every morning making this like incredible fruit plate of like <laughs> of like the creation of Adam or whatever like oh, all in fruit and it, and just these works of art and then one day he found <laughs> he found out that there was another guy that would take those and pour them into a blender and turn it into a smoothie and then give it to the the leader. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the oh, leader god. guy never saw one of these works of art. Oh, oh my God. It's really fascinating. I mean, it's That's just, heartbreaking. Oh it's my all gosh. these people joining this thing and feeling wonderful for a while. And then all of a sudden, all the, the well, weird sex stuff. Here's, and-, and here's the thing, guys. I guess this location. is the point, right? Like we all are, are searching. We're all yeah. searching for something. And I yeah, think that our fascination with cults, all of us collectively, if you're not in one, you're fascinated with them. Yeah, And I think sure. it's because we all want to know what the fucking deal is and like, how can we be happier? And is it meditation? Is it having someone stroke my clit for 15 minutes What's straight the secret? while I'm laying on a nest of pillows? I don't think so. Certainly not now. But like, yeah. but if you had $60,000 to try it, I don't know if I would, but I would like, but I did. Oh my God. You know what I did do? I did that like Ayurvedic cleanse lady right. that one time remember for my sinuses it did work right. I have done some some kind of out there woo woo shit right sure. you right when we had for Dr. Sure. Seema on you talked about mm-hmm. getting your feet slapped and mm-hmm. 
your what you, vag. What does feet, feet slapping do? I don't know. Uh, Meredith, seriously? I mean, it's like, who knows? I had oil poured on my head for like a week straight, and then they I did the steaming of my vagina, the yoni I did steam. A, I did a 10-day silent meditation once. You did? Yeah. What did How it did do that? for you? Uh it was, it was like, it was so interesting. It was my first hiatus on Kimmy Schmidt. And it was like the first time I had ever had a hiatus in like months to play with. And I had a few friends that had tried, that had gone to this 10 day silent meditation. It's free. You just make a donation. And I was like, you know what? I'll try that. I'll oh, try that. My God. It seems interesting. And so my best friend and I did it, even though we couldn't talk to each other. And the first <laughs> three days, you just... It's like all breathing focused meditation. And I really liked that. Like, and I, I'm not a great meditator, but like, I appreciated that a lot. And then after that, it turns to this thing where it's like, you do a body scan where you just go from your head to your feet and like feel all the sensations. And I just started feeling like, it's like listening to an old house. All of a sudden I just heard all these weird things in my body. And I was like, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. And you couldn't talk to anyone. So I just like spent like four days in this, in this thing being like, Oh my God, I'm dying. And then I got out and I was so relieved to be out. And you were, you didn't speak the whole 10 days. You could talk to like the, this one, these like teachers in training. The whole thing was very culty because it was like, there's this guy named Gwanky. No. Who um, uh-uh. recorded this, like, t- I'm, I'm, uh, this was a while ago. At night, you would go into this, <laughs> like, pavilion and sit there and meditate, and he would chant. And he had, he was, he had died a few years ago. So it was this old, you know, this old man kind of like chanting, like, like that, that kind of noises. It was, it was so culty. Like, I ended up, just taking notes the whole time and like writing about it. Wow. <laughs> but um, my friend actually got a ton of benefit out of it and loved it. And now she actually works with Dan Harris, like really likes meditating. Oh, wow. Who's Dan Harris? Like a lot of, uh, he has a great uh, podcast called 10% Happier. Oh, oh that's yeah, what, yeah. That's what I, Sarah yeah, Bareilles was doing. Yeah, it's great. I, I highly recommend it. It's, do you, did you do that? The, 10% happier or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I have the app on my phone every now and then I listen to it. <laughs> I just good. mean like, does it work? I don't you know. 10%? You know, one day, one day the other day I was feeling like anxious and I went and I sat and I did this, um, like 10 minute, um, there's another guy named Sam Harris, who's a different guy, not wow. Dan Harris, mm-hmm. who has an, an app called like waking up. And I did that for 10 minutes and it really did like change my mood completely. Really? Maybe I should do that. I really liked it, but I'm, I I feel like it's a horse. I don't know how to ride like meditating. You can also listen to the other Sam Harris thing somewhere over the rainbow from star search. And that will also change your mood to pretty good. Oh yes. Yes. That's a, that's a good one. I don't know who that is. I don't Uh, know what you're just like two years too young to know about it. Am I? Yeah, probably. But you should look it up. It'll okay, make, it'll I will. cheer you up. I don't know if it will. It it was like, yeah, it was a big star search moment. Ugh, remember star search? What happened to that? Let's revive it. That's oh, a good everybody, show. wait, it everybody a good has. One. It is all. It's all been revived. <laughs> it's essentially it's just American Idol or The Voice or like America's Got Talent. It's America's Got Talent. 
It was yes, more organized. I feel that it was more organized. It was more organized. And I liked that. I liked that we, like, how about when they were doing acting for a while on yeah. Star Search and they had to do scenes? Yeah. And they would like, I don't remember open that. The, the curtains would open and it would be like a living room and it would be a man and a woman that would be doing a scene together. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was always so bad because that's, <laughs> you can't succeed in that way. I mean, that just doesn't, it's like you look like you're on a, in a soap opera. It's yeah, like you can, yeah, you can try, but. You can try, but it's not, it's not great. Yeah. And they had spokes modeling. Oh, I remember spokes modeling. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember that too. Yeah. I thought maybe. And that, I always remember the stand up being like wildly soft. Yes. It, it like they'd have be. really, yes. really funny people on, you know, a lot of really funny people have gone through that. Yes. Star search machine. And then they did really the hallmarky kind of card. Well, she'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe like I believe the Star Search producers wrote Rosie O'Donnell's stand-up basically when she Really? Yeah, I think they basically like told her what she was going to perform when she per- was on Star Search. That's That makes sense scary. to me. Yeah. I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. I'm always like like, do you guys hate finding out, like, the secrets of shows, like, that House Hunters, they've already picked the house and it's already bought, yes. you know, like that one? I, hey, I, I found it surprising that people thought that Glenn Close moment was improvised. In like, the, on the Oscars? She's an actress. On the Oscars, yeah. yeah. She's in, one of the most incredible actresses. Like, of course, she did a good job acting, like. <laughs> surprised. But surprised, but, I mean, <laughs> there's no way that was just fully improvised. I, I didn't think. see it. I feel, see, maybe this is part of it. I feel very outside of the conversation. I did have a lovely dinner, though. <sighs> Poor Instead of watching the so Oscars. Like, you didn't feel like you could watch the Oscars because you only found out about them on Saturday. But no, I mean, yes, but also like that I legit have not seen any of the movies. So I know nothing of what they're talking about. My favorite movie of last for. year was Jingle Jangle. And I was like, that was a What's nominated. Jingle Jangle. You know, it that? was like a Christmas movie on Netflix produced by John Legend for children. That was not nominated for anything. So I was like, I'm out. Yeah, I guess well, I, I just listened, like. I listened to your, well, this isn't Oscars and Emmys, but I listened to an episode of your podcast, Busy, Andy McBride episode. And you were talking about how he's always snubbed for Emmys. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, how is he? How has Righteous Gemstones never been nominated for anything? That that show is amazing. But I mean, well, I don't know. They just weren't. <laughs> People forget about them. See, that's but, why. I mean, awards are like super amazing and fun when you are nominated and maybe get them. But then when yes. you don't, then it feels like, what is this? Why? What's happening? That's a thing. Yeah, when if you win something, you're like, wow, they really got it right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, I, that's, it's true. That's, I understand that. That's one reason why it's hard for me to even enjoy award shows because I've been in that position to be like nominated and come so close and then not win it is that I just think of like how many people are going home feeling disappointed and how many people like really had high hopes and didn't even get to go and be there and just how many people are feeling left out. I know it's so weird because then I also have to remind myself like if you're even working in the film industry, it's already like a dream come true. Like, you know, 
Like everybody. It's also a strange thing to invite everyone knowing that some, uh, like most of those people go home empty handed. It's like, it's kind of odd to make the whole thing a surprise. Right. Yeah. For well, I mean, it's all listen, that's why, that's why the People's Choice Awards, they really have it nailed. They tell you if you're going to win or not yeah, before you right. go. Right. Teen yeah. Choice Awards too. And probably the Kids' Choice Awards, I bet. I think so, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, and I'm going to go out on a limb, but I bet the MTV Movie Awards. Yeah. Also, yeah. I don't know this for sure, so don't at me, but I would bet the outcome of some of those awards is determined by who can attend and receive it. Oh, yeah, but for I'll- sure. How do people have an excuse to not come to an award show right now when you can Zoom? Like when they're like, I mean, I don't, I don't know that anyone, for example, Anthony Hopkins was not available. He was asleep, like, I how, heard. How come? <laughs> he was like yeah, he was asleep in another country. He's a different country. <laughs> but, but you could, so they, he's Jason old though. On, and he is, he is. He was just like, done, I've older. done it. I'm asleep. I'm in another country. You know what I'll I do want to watch? In the morning. I do want to watch that Ted Lasso movie, TV show. It's not a movie. It's a TV show. <laughs> it's very I charming. Watch that te- I, I watch you know what? People, huh. that might cheer you the fuck up. It is kind of positive. It's very positive. Yeah, yeah. I want to watch that. And I want to watch um, the new one that's on Peacock streaming that just came out that has Ed Helms Rutherford in it. Falls. Rutherford Falls, yeah. Maybe I'm going to watch that tonight and maybe it'll boost my mood. Or maybe I'll look in my new spell book that I got and there's a full moon. You got a spell book? Like you can. Yeah. I got a spell book. That's why you're a witch? I No, I've just always been a witch, Mayor. Come on. Um, I want to have Sierra Ornelas from Rutherford Falls on the podcast at some point because she is so great. Well, fantastic. We're doing it. Oh, my God, Casey. What? That one place that wanted to buy Busy Tonight and we had the meeting where you ate the banana in the middle of the meeting and I'll never <laughs> let Casey live it down because it was like the fucking in funniest. To, in an <laughs> no, attempt just to like, get people to buy the show. No, it, it was felt- like Meredith, like it was supposed to be a lunch meeting. So we went like hungry because it was supposed to be a lunch meeting. But then like sometimes happens, no lunch materialized. And then, no, which is fine. But there was a giant fruit bowl on there was the a, center of the table. A fruit bowl and then like bags of like Doritos and things like that. It was so bizarre. And then my stomach started growling and it made like a small growl. And then I was like, but I could tell it was about to make like a really loud growl growl and so I had a choice doing damage control yeah I had a choice to like eat like an apple or to eat like crunchy Doritos or like the most silent fruit there is a banana (laughs) I think you chose correctly but I could also Busy was like in the middle of the meeting Busy was like are you eating a banana I totally (laughs) blew up her spot because I just was like I mean we are in a business meeting and she is fully Eating a banana. It was kind of amazing. That's my favorite thing that's that's happened. That's so funny. The funniest thing I feel like that I've ever heard happening in a meeting that my friend did this horribly failed bit where he was trying to get funding for like an off-Broadway show of his um, hilarious guy, Jonas Oppenheim. And you know, Michigan J. Frog that's like, hello, my lady. Hello, my darling. Hello, my... And that, like the whole bit is like it, it'll never do it when you want the frog to do it. Yes. So they brought a frog and had its little top hat and a cane. And he and his friend were trying to get these like money people to give them money for a no. Broadway show. And they're like, "Okay, you're not going to believe this. Come on, go!" And then like he was 
just doing it. He was just <laughs> doing it. And these like finance people, producers were just like, get, just get out of here. <laughs> take take <laughs> your frog and oh get the goodness. fuck out of here. Oh, it is really funny. That is See, so funny. I would have, I would have given, given him, him money. all my money. Me yeah. too. I would. But this is why we're not financiers. Yeah, you gotta know your. True. You gotta read the room. You gotta know your audience. Oh my god, guys. Wrong audience. Busy. What Those were you are, gonna say about the banana well, meeting people? Apparently, the banana meeting, whatever service launched. Oh, it did. Yeah, because Mark said that he saw somebody post that they their friend was on a show on that. Oh. thing so it did happen all right although i mean if a tree falls in a forest and no one you know what i mean yeah you're launching on another service so let's just we're launching on, on a that. great service we got a banana from that company so you know we got a banana not much else it's all positive and i should have um, gotten a banana i should have taken, taken a taken fucking a banana, banana to go while i had the chance yeah Ugh. Yeah. And who's the who's the one that we should be making fun of now? You know what I mean? The one who didn't take the banana. That's what I'm saying. Just me. Oh, I was going to say Just probably me. still take, me. Take, for... take the banana sounds like some kind of life advice. That's going to be the title of my memoir. Like, just remember, guys, to take the banana. T- always take the banana. Guys, always, always take the banana. <laughs> take That's – we're going to put it on a T-shirt. Speaking of t-shirt. merch. Speaking of merch. Also – Take the banana is the new name of our podcast. No, you no. guys unanimously did not want us to change the podcast name. People Everybody were really thought worried. That was yeah, a terrible idea. Did you, were you thinking of actually changing it? I don't know. I'm just feeling, Mayor. I'm just feeling like, guys, maybe it's maybe it's up to you guys. Maybe it's up to the audience. I really feel like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like. Do people care about this at all? Like, I don't know what podcasts are really. It's hard for me. I, but don't you know how many people are listening? So you kind of know if it's resonating with people or not. Here's the thing. I think maybe Busy has been so busy with the television show, if I may speak for you, Busy. Sure. Maybe Busy has been so busy with Girls 5 Eva that, and everybody right. else has been handling everything else that has to do with the podcast. So maybe you're, maybe you're not hearing as much as you had been about how important the podcast is to people, but I think it is important to people. And I think people are listening and they do care. You know what you sh- maybe, maybe what you should do is open it up to some callers sometimes. Oh, you know, well, that's now I'm audience. into it. But I don't know how <laughs> to, we audience. don't even, we can barely work these recorders. You know what I mean, Mare? <laughs> like, I don't know how we would open it up to callers. We can't, we I have think, very. I think Ray can do it. I, think I doubt Ray it. I don't. It I think you're <laughs> overestimating Ray. Can Ray call and just do different voices and pretend he's various I mean, honestly, yes. That's, I think, a great idea. Why don't you do what, like, Chelsea Devontes does and, like, leave, have people leave you voicemail? Voicemails, Yeah. Because I'd like to talk to people. It's the same reason why I don't like Marco Polo. Everybody keeps trying to get me on that fucking app. Oh, you don't no, use Marco no Polo? I'm like, ugh, no. Because I don't want to have a one-sided conversation. That has, like, essentially just been my life for the last four years. I would like to, like, actually talk to people. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That was too intense. That was pretty intense. No, I agree. It's a weird. Yeah. It was like everybody's doing Clubhouse. Everyone's doing like there was like a, a million of them. Clubhouse is still happening. Clubhouse is the most recent, but it was it started. It was like first it was Zoom, then it was um, House Party, 
Then it oh, was Marco House Polo. Party. Right, Marco now Polo. It's Clubhouse. There's I feel always like, like been... a flood. People sign up for things like in a rush because they're worried of like getting shut out of something, and then they take a minute figure out what something actually is. Clubhouse is just a conference call system. Marco Polo's just voicemail. <laughs> Marco Polo is just video voicemail, guys. Yes. Yes. And like, it is so weird to me that people get so hyped on it because I'm like, I literally can't sit here and watch your three minute rambling message to me with like oh. some filter on. Like, I, this isn't interesting at all. I am curious though, when is FaceTime going to let you leave a message? Oh. Like a video message. Oh, when- that's a good one. That. That should happen. Because I feel like people ignore FaceTimes. You know, I I FaceTime Casey blindly. I like blind FaceTime her. And she's always, 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 100% (laughs) of the time, no matter what time I blind FaceTime her, getting out of the shower. It's almost like she texts my family and is like, is she in the the shower? Great. I'm going to FaceTime her in seven minutes. It's really insane. It's like every (laughs) single time I... Like, I'll just be like, oh, I need to, like, I must have some sort of weird sixth. Yeah, you're I think, Yeah, I think her. you're, like, tuned into my rhythm, and I'm, yes. like, seven minutes behind where you need me to be. <laughs> like, Wait, you know what's so funny? Like, when Birdie, I was, like, so in tune with Birdie after giving birth to Birdie yeah. that, like, not a joke, I would know that Birdie had pooped because I would have to poop. Like, not even a joke. <laughs> Like when, when Birdie was like a baby, baby, baby. Yeah. Like I would be like, oh, I have to poop. And then I would know that I would have to change Birdie's diaper immediately because there you go. the kid and I were like wow. on the same exact like synergetic bodily function yeah. path. Yeah. I just think, yeah, there's just certain things. But yeah, no, never mind. I was just I, in a bathroom yesterday with Oscar <laughs> and he was – he still poops in a diaper. Like I have to put a diaper on him to poop and then he like, he won't go in the potty yet. But anyway, so he was kind of doing that. And then <laughs> like in the bathroom, we were leaving and somebody was coming in and she, and he, he's like, I think she's going to poop. And did you pee? <laughs> <laughs> what if that, he was going to do what? What <laughs> if that's like his secret? That's the only that's way he's power. psychic. That's, the, that's his only power is he like knowing what, gonna do in a what people need to do. You can read on their face when there's like a so little bit He's like, like Christopher really Walken, like he touches a person and he's like seized and he's like, you're going to poop. Trivi- <laughs> trivial psychic. That was one of my favorite sketches. Uh, was that from SNL? That was an SNL sketch, Trivial Psychic. Oh my like, really funny. He would like grab someone's wrist and then like get electrocuted and then be like, you're gonna, there's a, it, it would sound like a disaster, but it was really just like someone was gonna leave their coffee on top of their car. <laughs> it was like a really dumb um, prediction. Honestly, leaving your coffee on top of your car sucks. That's a disaster. In, in, what do you guys at, think about Elon Musk hosting SNL? Ugh, I don't think it's great. I don't, I don't think, think it's great. I don't think it's a great decision. Does everyone in the cast get Teslas or what? (laughs) What's wrong with me? Who did I just become in that moment? (laughs) (laughs) What's amazing. Is everyone in the cast getting Teslas or what? If not, I don't want to hear about it. Why is he doing it? I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't don't think it's a great choice for a few reasons. He's not 
a performer. Also this year, like, haven't there been enough men hosting the show? And also we've sort of already had like billionaire pop culture guy on the show before and seen what what can happen when that happens. <laughs> Who are you talking about, Trump? Yeah. It makes me nervous. Not a billionaire. Well, you know. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah. know, it, may, it, it does make me nervous when we sort of like make entertainment heroes of, of these guys. What do you think? I can't tell. I mean, it's like, it, I kind of do want to see what he'll do. So mm-hmm. I think there's like a curiosity there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Some of his opinions I don't agree with. Yeah. SNL has been so good this season. So I also think it's like kind of a bummer because I just want it to keep being like a great, great, great show. Yeah. Here's my question. Like, why? Well, why? we're all talking about it, right? No, but why? Why Elon Musk? Why? What is he? What has he got to promote? What's he doing? Just Space? the cars? Elon, Space? Elon Musk. Grimes? Their baby? You guys, I can't. I don't have the patience <laughs> for this. All right. I mean, okay, wait. So Elon Musk, SNL, what were, what were we talking about right before that? The full moon? There's no way of knowing. There's no way to know. Truly. We could rewind and we still wouldn't know. Um, Mayor, I have to talk to you about other stuff offline, which I will. Okay. Great. <laughs> but I'm happy. This is the part of the podcast well, where Busy starts doing work. It is true. <laughs> I do. That has, that does happen. It does. It does. Because I just feel, honestly, I should have had a coffee. I feel so tired. Yeah. Exhausted. I feel exhausted. Yeah. yeah I think course. maybe it's, do you think it's the moon? I'm asking. Maybe. It's just, it's, a, it's exhausting time. I don't know moon science. Yeah. She's no moon moon titian. She's no moon scientist. You're not a moon scientist. I don't know if it like it makes babies get born and the tides change. Yeah. So I mean, surely it has the power to make you tired. If it can make the whole ocean move. Well, I feel very tired right now. And I also am just like, I don't know. I want to feel better. Everyone Maybe wants the, to feel better. I know. That's why they joined the sex cults. We've already discussed this. We've already gone <laughs> for it. Well, you know, what I'll, you know what I'll tell you? They make uh, non-latex gloves. So maybe maybe there'll be an orgasm yeah, cult can, with, um, with different kind lamb, of gloves. Lambskin <laughs> gloves. That literally you, sounds disgusting. <laughs> so gross. Is are lamb, Like, I was thinking about it. Like, is lambskin made of... Like lambs, like the lamb has to d- to die. Yeah, Do you mean I think like so. lambskin condoms. Yeah, the condoms. Yeah. Yes, I'm talking about. Lam- I want to lamb- say it's made of their intestines, so I think yes. Oh my god, that is fucking disgusting. I'm sorry to be like gross. that. Uh, that like a lamb's intestines are just like up in your vag. I mean, I've used them before. I've had to because I'm allergic to latex. That's disgusting. What? I don't. What do vegans they do make who like are allergic an, to they latex? They make like an impossible lambskin. <laughs> <laughs> For people Ew. who don't want to kill a lamb, but they have a latex allergy. I'm going to say it, oh, maybe it's like one of those God. cat gut things, how lambskin condoms. Maybe I don't want any like, of those. 
Um, mm-hmm. intestinal membranes of a lamb. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought it was like how cat gut isn't really made of cat guts anymore. But yeah, li- I guess mm. they are still made of lamb, lamb intestines. Sorry. That's how it keeps you from getting pregnant. You just think about how the condoms made and then you don't want to have sex anymore. Yeah. And then you like vomit the semen yeah. out of your vagina. You guys, I'm truly grossed out. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe just lie down. On my hot crystal mat that I that Gwyneth Paltrow sold me. Honestly, I I would try this um, Sam Harris app. I think it's pretty good. Okay, maybe I will I do like that. It. Also, like maybe I'm hungry. You could just be hungry. Sometimes I feel like if I don't eat enough protein, I get this way, cranky. Just go through all the steps you'd go through with a baby. <laughs> a baby. You're do right. I need That's drink. exactly Hannibal, right. Hannibal Burris said one time in stand-up, he was like, maybe, you know, you think you're all depressed, but maybe you just need a haircut. Like that's (laughs) the answer. could just be that you need a haircut. Can I tell you something? Sometimes I do feel bad about my physical person and then I get my hair blonder and then it goes away. Or like my roots done basically is what I'm saying. Like I get my roots done and then I'm like, oh, I actually look like me. I just, my hair had gotten (laughs) Like too dark around my face, so maybe uh, Hannibal's onto something. Is all like, my, yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I don't want a haircut though. It. Well, take a little drink, eat a little something, lay down. I'm gonna do that app. What's his name? Steve Sam Alexander. Sam Harris. Sam Harris. The other wake, Dan waking up. Dan Harris, ten percent happier. That's also very good. Sarah Bareilles loves it. She's the nicest human alive. She's Meredith. Wonderful. Are we going to get a Lovely. season two? What do you think? I mean, can you ask the moon? Yes. Should we do a spell tonight? Let's do <gasps> That's a, what I'll do. A, do spell. a spell for a season two. Okay. All right. Two. All right. I love it. Okay. Well, Drink guys. something. Eat something. Lay down. Get up and do a spell. Join a sex cult. Join a, Maybe join a sex cult and have a 15-minute orgasm. And I don't think I need to do that. I think I'm good good on that. All right. But I do think oh. all the other things I will go through, including okay. I'm going to watch that show on Peacock called Rutherford Falls. Rutherford Falls. Right. Sierra or no, you're the best. Apparently, AZ, who is one of the writers on Girls 5 Eva, it has a, a little part in it. Oh, oh, really? Eight. She has a line. She's very okay. excited. She's very excited about the show because she's in Lakota, I believe. Yes. She's just like, so excited. Oh, great. Oh, awesome. awesome. She's so excited for, she's just like constantly talking about how there's bead work on TV. There's bead work on TV. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. Uh, I love really that. Really cool. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Me too. See? See, guys? Things are looking up. All right. All right. All right. Okay, um, guys. Meredith Scardino, it's so great to see you. It was great to see you guys. Thank you for joining us. Um, Guys, we love you. I'm sorry I'm in a mood. I just looked at my Channy app, you know, my horoscope thing, and it did say today, full mood. There you go. That's what it says, full mood. So Mm -hmm. I guess I'm really going for it. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately for all of us. (laughs) Um, I love you guys. We love you. I love you. I'm so and happy that we were able to talk today. Me too. And we'll and talk we'll to you next crystals. week. And I okay. love that interview with Casey. So Aww. good. 
The book's amazing. That's Get the book. TV magic. <laughs> it is TV magic. Get the book, The Wreckage of My Presence, out next week. Next Tuesday is the yeah, pub date. You can pre-order Order it now. now. Yeah. And it'll arrive the day it comes out, it'll arrive on your doorstep. It's very exciting. Um and watch yay, girls. Okay. Watch Girls Five Eva on Peacock. Yes. May 6th. May 6th. May 6th. Don't worry. Don't. I'll remind you 4,000 more times. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Bye, guys. I love you, guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, no.